Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock back and here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the show. Check us out on Facebook Live and YouTube. And you can chime in with a question, comment, otherwise, on today's program. Give us a like, a subscribe, and we would appreciate that. Uh, We are packed on today's program. Got the ECU Athletics Director, John Gilbert, here with us, hour number one, as we will talk all things ECU Athletics with the AD of the Pirates. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Ken Wadlington, WNCT Channel 9, will join us. Danny Beal, Pirate Pitcher, will join us on the program as well at 5 Five o'clock. We'll talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector, and Ellerby uh, has conducted an interview that will run with Cole Hodge, who will be a quarterback here at East Carolina National Signing Day. So we got a lot to talk about when it comes to that as well. Ellerby, uh, great job filling in the last couple of days. Big shoes to fill, Clip. But uh, glad uh, you are back. Glad Chandler is back. Uh, enjoyed the last two days, but more importantly, glad that you guys are back here in the big chair and. Uh, uh, you can talk to your friends in the chat game because I did not do a good job doing that. Yeah, I understand you. Uh, yeah, left them dangling on a string. Uh, but I'll I'll talk to my peeps today. Shirley is here. The big dog Glenn Griffin is here, and as I mentioned, John Gilbert is here with us as well. Welcome in, John. How you doing? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you uh, for being here. And uh, we got a lot to talk about with you. But the last time we spoke with you after the football season, and you had a press conference and. It was a bit gloom and doom and uh, not a lot of positive to talk about. Since then, a lot of positive momentum and and a lot of that coming in the form of NIL with with Team Boneyard and a lot of good news coming uh, from from there. But the hiring of John David Baker as an offensive coordinator, a couple other spots on the staff, bringing in a quarterback, Caden Hauser, and you have National Signing Day today. A game hasn't been played, but it does feel like things are a lot more positive today than they were the last time we spoke with you. I'm sure you're feeling some of that as well. Well, well, I think anytime like you, you look, uh, you know, big picture as a leader, uh, you go through some years like what we went through, and uh, certainly disappointing. You know, you never want to go through those ever again. Now, just the law of averages say, hey, at some point in the future, that 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 type of year could happen again. But but when you're going through it, I, I think it's, you know. I'm I'm very thoughtful on, you know, what I do, what I say, how I act, and you know, people sometimes confuse me for being vanilla, when you know I, I'm just being very methodical about everything, 
and I think when you go through seasons like we did, you know change has to come. And I think uh, those conversations with Coach Houston over, you know, the length of the football season, you know, kudos to him. He and I have, you know, we're talked about a plan to to get things rectified, and and I'm happy for him and and all the Pirates that. You know that pan, that plan is starting to to work itself out. The old saying is, "You grow more through adversity than you do during good times." Uh, what do you feel like? Uh, and you guys have been in growth mode and making a lot of changes. What What do you feel like you learned from from this season that that can make changes to prevent seasons like this going forward? Well, I, I think first and foremost, the, um, there I learned a lot. Uh, some things I'd talk about, some things I'd prefer just to keep to myself. I, I think the biggest thing is uh, understanding, you know, where we were, uh, the changes that that needed to happen, and, and all the conversations that needed to be have. You know, making sure that you're having those types of conversations, like. You, you know, when Coach Houston and I talked, nothing was taken off the table about, you know, w- looking at literally everything that we were doing and what can we do, you know, to get ourselves in, in the right position. And I, so I, I think ha- having, you know, having those conversations and then being able to make decisions to move forward, um, you know, w- we all make uh, d- decisions that you second guess, but you know once um once you figure out hey this is the path we need to go being able to make that decision and move forward in a positive light and and i feel like we've done that do you feel like you've you've pinpointed what the problems were and that that those have been addressed right now as we sit here today and that that that, or is there still more things to to change and address well i i think look when, when you come off of a season uh that we had you know, everybody thinks that, you know, it's one or two big things. And, you know, I really do look back at the season and I could go back almost game by game. You know, I felt all along that we were really close uh, on a lot of things. You know, you, you think about the SMU game with seven minutes to go, what the score of the game was. I think about the Marshall game. I think about the Tulane game. You know, um, you know, we were really close in a lot of ways. And then also, like, when when you see the culture every day that we have in the locker room, I don't, I'm not sure our players get enough credit uh, for the way they competed every week, you know, having only two wins on the year. It, it really is a testament to the type of players we have in our program. And man, I just really salute them because I've been around programs where you have a bad year like that and everybody turns on everybody and it becomes very toxic. And th- that really was not the case. And, and I really give our, our our players and obviously Coach Houston the credit uh, and our staff for for maintaining that culture. That That is not an easy thing to do. And, you know, we're all in public positions, uh, you know, so we take a lot of public criticism. And it it is uh, to be able to manage that criticism because, you know, look, I'm an adult. I can handle it. I'm in a public uh, position. It's to be expected with the position that I'm in. But but when you're 18 to 22 years old and, you know, people are telling you, you know, you didn't do this well and you didn't do that, 
it, it, it's tough for them to, to manage. And, man, kudos to them for how they managed it like a professional despite, you know, being, being young men, 18 to 22 years old. And, and that gave me a lot of encouragement and a lot of hope for what the future holds. John Gilbert joining us. Ellerby, I'm going to stick to the football topics while sure. we're on the subject. And i already seen a question in the chat about it, John, and future schedules. Always a question. I asked you about it uh, last time we spoke at the press conference. But um, a couple of changes to that schedule, namely the Boise State series. Can you tell us why uh, we won't be seeing Boise State here or going there? Yeah, th- th- there there are some scheduling changes coming. So we're, we're still kind of working through that contractually. Uh, hopefully to have something out, you know, relatively soon. Uh, talk to the Boise State uh, athletic director, and the the way the series worked out, you, you know, it it was a long way away. Uh, it was another, uh, let's call it non-autonomy school, uh, and, and I felt like based on where the other games were, that playing a game that was you know, more regional in nature made more sense. And so uh, we mutually agreed to, to kind of move that one uh, on. It, it, it's kind of, you know, some things I can control on scheduling, some things I have very little control of, like this coming year. Uh, again, BYU was supposed to be on the home schedule for this coming year. So we would have had uh, Norfolk State at Old Dominion, uh, Appalachian at home and BYU at home, and, and if I said that's our schedule, most Pirate fans would go, well, "That's pretty good home schedule. Like we're, we're good with that." And so, what happened when BYU accepted the, um, you, you know, the the invitation to join the Big Twelve? There was a clause in that contract that said if they could move that game, um, we we would. Um, you know, we can move the game without penalty. And so we pretty much had to move the game. It wasn't a choice, uh, which left us in the scheduling world. Uh, like if I need a game two years from now, that that literally in the scheduling world is tomorrow. Like it's that fast because people schedule so far in advance. And, um, you know, our only options at the time were like, you know, New Mexico, Utah State, and Liberty. And, and so uh, we had to go on the road for the game because we didn't need an eighth, you know, seven or eighth home right. game. So we had to go on the road for that one. And uh, Liberty made the most sense. Now, I know Liberty is not uh, maybe necessarily the 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 opponent that everybody uh, wanted, but certainly they're going to the Fiesta Bowl this year. Uh, and and uh, they're going to be a worthy opponent when when we go there. How close are you to announcing more scheduling news? Is, is it is is everything kind of on pause right now, or is, uh, no, is there not, anything in, uh, like intimate that may be coming down the pipes here soon? Or you're welcome to tell us whatever you're working on. Right uh, now. J- j- just depends on uh, when the contracts come in. So, okay. So I, I don't like announce anything before the the contracts sign and, and both parties are ready, but. You know, we're trying to to tweak it some, uh, and, and I think there's a balance in scheduling. Certainly, you want to play good opponents. Uh, the following year in 25, I can't remember all of our opponents there. 
Um, yeah, at NC State to open the game. 25 at NC State, uh, Campbell at home. We're, we're about to announce another game on the road uh, and then BYU at home. So, like, two of the four right now that we know at NC State and BYU at home will we'll probably be an underdog you know for those games and with, so with the, the game you're about to announce is that is that like a perhaps maybe a payday game where it's like at like a michigan or florida like we've done before or is it like more of a home and home series no, no typically like i i'm not in favor of playing you know i'm looking at byu as a power five we're paying two power five opponents in one year that's probably enough for us okay and you got to find the balance like you play four non-conference games you know, if if you score, if you if you schedule three of them, that you're an underdog in, and you come out of it one and three, uh, that tough 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 row on your conference right there. Well, that that's on you as yes. a, as an athletic director. You put your team at a position to, you know, be an underdog in three games. You know, I, I want to be more balanced in our schedule. Certainly, want to play those games. Want to continue scheduling them. Uh, but but also want to do what makes sense because I, I do think it is uh, important to play good games, uh, but I also don't want to overload of good games. So you 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 got everything in mind when you're making these schedules. You want to make them attractive for the fans and, and things like that. But how much are you thinking about the new playoff format when you make these schedules and trying to have that best record and be that champion that can go to the playoff? Yeah, well, certainly you want to you want to be thinking about that because the better off that you can put your team in position, you know, there's going to be 12 spots and one of them will go to a non-autonomy school. And, and so... Um, you know, we have a really good shot in the future. There's a pathway for ECU to get in the playoff. And so, um, you know, just want to make sure that we're scheduling in a in, in a place where, um, you, you know, we can be competitive. While we're talking about it, this West Virginia game, 2026, what, where is that from? Is that dating uh, that, back? That is a very old contract. Yeah. It, it is... Um, it's a contract, I believe, from the Terry Holland era. Wow. Okay. So, so um, do you think that game gets played? I would hope that the game gets played, yeah. but but certainly, you, you know, if if the the only way the game is not played is if West Virginia were to choose not to play the game. Right. Looking ahead to, to 2024, you you know your schedule. Uh, you. you you guys and Mike Houston have been working hard the last few weeks. As I said, uh, the press conference today, East Carolina has been winning the internet, turning the the momentum around on East Carolina football. Now you got to take that momentum of the newness of the coaches, the the players, the transfer portal, all this other stuff, and now you got to turn that into season ticket sales. Um, I believe last year your goal was to get to fifteen thousand season tickets. Yeah. Did you get to that goal? And what's your goal going to be next year? And uh, and when do you start implementing that plan? Well, I, I think n- number one, our financial, you know, the financial foundation of our department starts with uh, Pirate Club Annual Fund and uh, football season tickets. They really do go hand in hand with one another. I, I do want to stay in that fifteen thousand range. Uh, obviously, we'll have an app at home. We'll kind of be a, a, I would think, a well attended. Um, you know, game in the non-conference, but but I think staying in that fifteen thousand range would be a really solid, uh, you know, solid number. And, and look, that that number alone, like every non-autonomy school would, uh, they would be thrilled to have that number. So 
uh, we, we've got a, a passionate fan base that I'm very appreciative of and and uh, hope to get to that number uh, again next year. Are there any kind of new models or season ticket packages or things of, of, of people trying to get creative to get, get fans back to games? Because it's not unique here at East Carolina, but it seems like, you know, people are looking for experiences when they go to football games. And it's beyond the experiences that, well, I mean, not just for people in the tower or in the suites or whatever. It's people are looking for experiences, whether they're in Section 3 or or, or 18 or whatever is is there a different model or ideas that you're looking at to, i mean because the upper deck's a big uh, a yeah. big piece to that too of how, how do you get more people coming to games well, well one uh, i think that it's important that you have a broad base experience i think our premium experiences is as good as it gets you know the the tower sold out uh the you know williams clark club where you know, at at near capacity, you know, we're going to continue to try to uh, evolve William Clark's club, uh, William Clark Club to make it better. Uh, I, I do think outside in, in the general seating, you know, upper deck, we, we've given some ticket uh, price breaks. We've also did the 12-month payment plan where people can pay over time. Um, and, you know, certainly we've got a great tailgating experience, making sure parking concessions and all those things are 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 good. And I felt like uh, the new concessions partner that we had this year was much better. You, you know, you have glitches from time to time, but uh, I, I felt like that experience was much, much better uh, going with the sports division uh, of Airmark. And it's important, you know, everybody wants to, to know what the deal is. And it's difficult because we could say, hey, everybody just come for free. We don't need to charge. But but that's also, you know, it is reflective. Like we've got to be able to fund our program, you know, competitive with our peers you know, in order to be successful. You uh, had the press conference a few weeks ago. That I think that clip talked about at the very beginning and uh, things were, were more doom and gloom then. Things are a lot more optimistic then. But even then, and I'm sure even now today, how much more confidence do you feel that this East Carolina football team is going to be competing for, for bowl games and, and the American Championship in 2024? Well, I feel good about where where we are right now today. I mean, uh, certainly the the returners that that are coming back, I feel really good uh, about who they are and and uh, the type of people they are in our program. And then, obviously, excited about what the coaching staff has been able to attract in the portal. And, and you know, that's going to happen again in February, and then uh, again in late spring. So, uh, I think it's a a evolving process. But but I like where we are to start. Uh, I'm very encouraged. You get a break in, Elliot. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back more with John Gilbert as he joins us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. If you got a question, we'll try to pass it along to the East Carolina Athletics Director. A lot more to go here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this.
are listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and online at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Cliff Brock, Ellerby, and John Gilbert inside the Pirate Radio Studios. ECU basketball in action tonight in Menji's Coliseum against delaware state and uh john really enjoyed the south carolina game here at home and uh, it was a fun home crowd my daughter who is not into sports at all doesn't really care about it at all that's the most engaged she's ever been in the game so uh that made me excited but um would love to to see some more home and homes like that uh on the schedule how about basketball scheduling and that is more is that ad is that coach is that a combination of both how does that work uh really more outside of football you know the coaches schedule uh most of their games and obviously it, it differs each program to program and and obviously we want to have a competitive schedule and have you know good opponents and uh obviously kim mcneil is doing that with with playing the number one team in the country in a home and home and you know if you look at coach schwartz we played two sec teams back to back i'm not sure that's ever been done here and uh you know kudos to him for scheduling games like that um you know we we want to play in in games like that and we want to win games like that and uh i'm i'm glad we scheduled uh those uh you know it, it makes a difference how is uh how are you feeling about east carolina basketball with coach schwartz as they they, they got a couple more non-conference games here to finish up december and then turn the page to conference in, in january and they open up with a couple of tough ones i mean how do you feel how this team is going to be able to go through the rigor of january and february and and maybe continue their season on further in march yeah well i i feel good about where we are obviously we had some you know early season hiccups and and th- that's not surprising i mean if you look across the country, uh, it, it happens, and uh, I, I feel good about where we are. Feel good about Coach Schwartz and his staff. And you know, obviously, the first game in our conference is a, is a tough one. We open up on the road at FAU, uh, but but I I think this team can be extremely competitive in our league. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to, to watching us play the rest of the year. Uh, Cam Hayes, finally. Uh, you, do you expect him to kind of be here for the hall now, I guess? Yeah, he'll, he'll, uh, Cam will play the rest of the year based on the latest ruling, and we'll, we'll see how that uh, you know national ruling plays out uh, with – um, you know, with the NCA, but really happy for Cam for him to finally get back on on the uh, on the floor. He he is a fine young man, and and uh, you, you know will be a great addition to the team. And just glad he can can get on the floor now. NIL, three letters that have changed college athletics forever, and uh, certainly a big part of your life. Uh, how much time are you spending on those three letters and uh, helping that? form and 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 help help your athletic department what what is your role right now when it comes to nil well i i think the you know certainly i'm i'm uh thankful for team boneyard that that they've organized and structured and and uh 
you know, are actively creating uh, NIL opportunities for our student-athletes. And, and I, I would say Team Boneyard uh, takes the, the bulk of that, you know, out driving NIL. But we also have, you know, quite a few individuals and businesses in town that are doing uh, NIL deals directly uh, with student-athlete. And really, either one works. Um, but... Uh, fortunate to have it. Really, my role is to continue to advocate for it and talk, you know, to our fan base. I get asked multiple times at athletic events, you know, how important is it? And, you know, it, it is important uh, that we have those if we want to compete at a high level. And, and so just advocating on behalf of NIL is really all I'm doing. You, you know, I'm not allowed to to structure particular deals where, hey, can you can you do an NIL deal for this student athlete? You know, my involvement is is a very high level in that regard. Is there is there like a number that that you you know of with Team Boneyard that hey, look for East Carolina to be relevant, competitive, and in the top of of who we compete with, East Carolina needs to have this in NIL every year. As much as we can get. As much as you can get. I yeah, mean, because it, it, it's kind of like asking a car salesman, how, how many cars do you want to sell a month? And they typically would say, I want to sell all of them. Right. So, so when it comes to NIL, uh, as, as much as we can get, uh, the, the more that we can get, the more competitive we can be in the market. Well, do you know what the other schools in the American have? I mean, other than rumors and hearsay? I mean, yeah. you don't have to write it down or anything, right? So. No, a, a lot of it is... You know, there, there are a lot of lies being told, and, and you, you have to think of it this way. Um, if I said, hey, I, I want you to uh, tell me, what, what do you all bring in in advertising revenue? What What is that number? I could tell you to the and, penny if I wanted to, yeah, but I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but then I go to the next radio station in town and go, tell me that number. We want to compare numbers. And w- what happens is coaches are no different. C- coach will go um, – yeah, we 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 are we got a lot of nil money uh, to another coach because they don't want that coach looking at their roster thinking, hey, let's go look at School X's roster. I know they don't have a whole lot of nil. We could go buy one of their players, and so I, I think that there there's a lot of exaggeration going on across the country uh, about what NIL is and, and how much and all those things. From a, you know, talking about what the best way for East Carolina to do NIL, I, I think it's it's going to be hard for East Carolina to go out and just buy players, in my opinion, maybe. Is it better to build an NIL fund that can, that can pay players X number per dollars per semester or whatever that, that can make it where it's like, hey, look, here's, here's basically our salary cap of what we have or or is it possible that hey look and maybe East Carolina just did it when they signed maybe some of these players in football or is it possible hey look this player is going to cost you $100,000 to come here is is it a mix of both or is it what what's what's the best formula for college athletics for particularly East Carolina moving forward of of in this NIL era what well it it is largely unregulated uh, I mean it's based on each state's law so what North Carolina the schools in North Carolina are doing are completely different than the state of Tennessee um, so c- completely different um, and you know we, we've got to be competitive 
it in our in our market relative to non-autonomy schools. So, you, you know, we're we're not looking to compete in NIL with the Ohio states of the world. Sure. And so, as long as we're competitive in our market, uh, that then I think we have. Uh, we have that, but but I'd also turn it on you. If if money's no object, and you, you know we can get as much as we want, and we could go buy whoever you think the best basketball player in the country is, male or female. If we did that, obviously it would make an immediate impact on our teams, and so um, you know that's really what's going on at at a higher level, not not necessarily at ECU, but. It clearly is trickle down. You know the good players that we're able to attract. You know other schools are offering them as well. This isn't a, you know I'm I'm coming to ECU because I like uh, the residence hall and the weight sure. room. I mean NIL, it really comes down. It's how much money am I getting here? Or how much money am I getting there? I, I don't think it's simply that because the big thing that we're offering uh, is an opportunity to play. Like you, you know. Players that are coming down from bigger levels, the 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 appeal to them to ECU is I'm going to come in and get a lot of film and a lot of reps. Like I'm coming to play, and, and you hear that a lot when when you're recruiting. You, you know, I, I want to get on the field. I, I don't. I want to be on the field every play. The uh, NIL is that? Do you believe help driving the potential of a split? You hear a lot, a lot of that in talking college athletics now. That hey, look, the, the Ohio states that you just mentioned, and the, the Alabamas, and the and the other schools that eventually it's gonna. You heard Chip Kelly with his viral rant about sixty four here, sixty four there. Is is that coming in college athletics? I think it is eventually coming uh, because the money is so big and different at that level. Now, I, I still think we're going to be able to play them. They're not going to. They're not going to go away from from playing us. But I think it will happen. It, the, you know, the letter that went out. It, it is fraught with a thousand issues, and, and so I think it's just a starting point. Uh, I, I don't think it's something that's going to happen tomorrow. L- look, I, I, I'm excited about East Carolina and and the um, the the opportunity we provide. We provide a great student athlete experience. I mean, a, a really good one. Our our student athletes that come here, they really like it here. They love the town. They love the school. They love the the social experience, uh, and then obviously they love the the whole competitive uh, side of of what we offer. We're going to continue to invest to make that as good as it can be. And there's still going to be a place in the world for East Carolina and and the East Carolinas of the world. Um, I I feel good about that. And and, uh, we just need to continue to invest in our teams, uh, be competitive on the field, and and we're going to have a, a really good spot for us. If if there is a split, would it be difficult for East Carolina to find themselves in the upper echelon, or is that doable? I, I think though, like what what people don't understand, like when when and I talked to a high level college administrator today, and and we were they they were at a place that is extremely well resourced, and and we were talking about this letter that the president put out. What, what he put out is only the top 1% in college athletics 
can't can't afford to do. So let's say there are 330 Division One programs. You're, you're talking about the top 33 percent. I mean, top 33. Let's call it 40 schools. So it, if I'm not proposing what he put on the letter is going to happen. I'm just saying it's a starting point, but only the most, most, most resource schools can afford to do it. So all the big schools that that you're thinking of, you know, that are middle to bottom in their conference, they can't afford to do that. And and so I, I think what they're talking about, again, from the letter, is they're looking for a true revenue split with that top 1%. And so there's a lot to go with it. I'm not worked up about it because I think it's it's a ways off. I'm, I'm more interested in continuing to grow, build ECU, make it as competitive as we can make it. One more question on that. My nightmare as a sports fan is they take away my, my March Madness, my Thursday, Friday NCAA tournament. You know, if they do have this split off, is this going to be like a football thing? Do, you, do we keep March Madness the way it is, John? Yeah, I, I think we do. I, I mean, everybody loves when St. Peter's plays Kentucky. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think you'll see that going away because that that really is the appeal of of the tournament and, and why so many people are are. Uh, you know, tuning in, yeah. and, and every year we get a team. You know, two years ago it was St. Peter's, last year it was Florida Atlantic. Um, it, it, it is the fabric of the March uh, tournament. Well, let's take a time out, Clipper. When we come back, we're speaking of investing in East Carolina. We'll talk about John Gilbert uh, about the indoor practice facility, uh, other projects of where East Carolina is investing for the future, where those projects stand, and a lot more with the athletic director at East Carolina, John Gilbert. We'll be back with Pirate Radio Live right after this. You better run, run, lead off, and don't be too far behind. Santa, tell me if you're really there. Don't make me fall in love again if you won't be here next year. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Timothy Sawyer is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Green. Call 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Timothy Sawyer is there. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Sean, the big dog Glenn Griffin, LRB is here, and John Gilbert joining us. One more segment here inside the Pirate Radio studios. And LRB, I'll talk about some facilities and things like that. We got a question. I've seen this question asked a lot. Uh, from Kevin in the chat, John, uh, can we build a less luxurious practice facility with what with what has been raised instead of the full amount and waiting to build? I've seen that question a lot. Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, a cu- couple things. Um, we, we are ballpark right now. I think the building's going to be around twenty five million. We're not trying. I'm comparing this to a car. Uh, we're we're not trying to build a Mercedes Benz. We're we're trying to buy, build a a nice 
Toyota Camry, Honda Accord, like something that's ultra functional, uh, not over the top expensive, you know, r- really to me, some non-negotiables that I, I have in the indoor building and I'm, I'm hopeful that we can come through on it is I think it needs to be heated and cooled. Uh, I think the university will use it for so many other functions outside of one of our many athletic tra- teams practicing in it i could see a lot of functions in it so i do think obviously in the hot months you got to have ac so we could hold social types of events in it same thing in the winter Um, but but we're not building this super tricked out building we're going to build a very functional building uh the campaign is going well we're we're at about 15 and a half million on a 25 million dollar building and we've got multiple gifts that are close to coming through fruition. Uh, I think we'll be somewhere, you know, 18, 19 million by the end of the year. Uh, um, so we're, we're within striking distance. And I, I, I think the other thing that people don't fully understand, because I do get this a lot, people go, uh, NIL so much uh, more important you know, can you repurpose this money to NIL? Well, the, the way the rules are right now, institutions cannot be involved in NIL. So uh, the the people that give to the Pirate Club for these projects, they're, they're giving those funds for, um, you know, a project, and they're also getting a tax write-off for this. So we can't reappropriate those funds to go to NIL. And I know that's confusing for a lot of people, but right now, uh, athletics, the Pirate Club, we're not allowed to give NIL directly to our players. Really encouraged about the campaign, um, but uh, and, and I do think we'll be able to get there. We, we still have some big commitments that that are coming through. What about the people that say, why not just build a practice bubble? Uh, such and such school has a practice bubble. It, it serves the purpose. It gets you out of the elements and because uh, the team can practice when it's lightning or whatever in a bubble. So yeah. versus, versus moving forward with, as you said, a, a functional $25 million building. Yeah. Um, so first, uh, a- according to our... Uh, architect and people, facility people on campus, we can't go into a bubble during lightning. So that that really is the first issue. The, the second issue, I would say, if you see bubbles and where our bubble would be, it's probably not the most aesthetically pleasing looking, you know, facility. Uh, but 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 certainly, I, I think those two factors. We want to be able to go in somewhere, you know, what, when it is lightning. Okay. And what about, so when do you think you will have this project completed and, and hopefully started? Is that, that's always the next timing thing. You feel like a lot more gifts are coming in. I, I would, I would hope to be able to, uh, you know, announce the project formally by the end of 24, you, you know, would, you know, we still got some heavy lifting to do sure. on, on fundraising. So it's really going to depend on the funding model. Uh, but but we're talking constantly with individuals, and uh, I, I think the project's going to be a reality. What about other uh, complexes and athletic? I know the baseball has. has ba- baseball's going well. Uh, w- w- you know, we've had multiple. We we redid our swimming locker room. Uh, we did the upgrades in Menji's that we we fully paid for the the uh, chairback seating and the lighting. 
we've got the indoor practice facility. We've got baseball that's going uh, very well. Uh, continue to get people that are interested in uh, in bringing that project uh, to fruition. Uh, then obviously our teams building what we need to uh, expand out there for our Olympic sports teams are really what is encompassing our capital campaign. You got a lot on your plate, but I'm sure your, your coaches and other people always continue to push. What, is there another big like phase or wish list coming like in 2025, 2026? Or, or is it really, hey, look, this let's get this, the stuff we have going right now completed and started up out of the ground? Yeah, I really think the projects I just mentioned, they're kind of it for the capital campaign right now today. Now, I'm not saying that other things can't evolve uh, if a donor were to come forward and say, hey, we're, uh, we don't have field hockey, but we're really interested in the field hockey team. We'd like to do this. Uh, we're, we're open to doing those things. And, and some of those are, you know, from a funding standpoint. But the projects that we mentioned, I feel good about where those are and, and what we're driving for. And then I would say after that, we're going to be in a you know, remodeling and renovation mode on, on everything. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. Is, is there any kind of maintenance or remodeling plan for Dowdy Ficklin Stadium for, for next year, for 2024? I know it's a reseeding year, um, so I didn't know if there was any, you know, any time wear and tear uh, on a football stadium. Uh, y'all have done a great job with Minji's, with the purple seats, the lighting and other stuff. Is there things that Dowdy Ficklin Stadium needs before next season? Or, hey, look, over the next few years, we need to have this in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium to make it a better place for fans to watch football games. What, well, the uh, Dowdy Ficklin does need work, uh, but it's not anything that you're going to notice from an aesthetic standpoint. It's waterproofing and, you know, more maintenance items. And uh, it's a lot like, you know, we'll spend a lot of money on this. I, I think back to my time uh, at Tennessee where we would allocate half a million dollars a year to paint uh, the the underneath of the football stadium. You, you know, one section, and you're basically painting one section all the way around. And so uh, we, we have, uh, you know, we have some R&R that we need to do at Dowdy Ficklin that we're going to continue to work on to, you know, but it's not going to be something that, you know, you're going to notice. It's going to be waterproofing and air conditioning units. And Stuff you would notice if you don't do it, that, I guess. That's right. That's right. So we're going to continue to work on that. Army's coming in the conference. Uh, are you excited about that? And of course, Mike Oresco's leaving the conference. Uh, your opinion on on both those? One coming in, one going out. What do you think? Well, well I, I think Commissioner Oresco has done a wonderful job solidifying our uh, TV contract. And, you know, the biggest thing that I think he's done is he's been a national advocate for us. And uh, he has done a, a excellent job of advocating for the league and its membership, and uh, he's certainly going to be missed. Uh, he's going to be in place till June one or until a successor's named. Uh, so, um, you know, hate it for him or hate it for us selfishly, but but happy for him as he goes into to some retirement and uh, you know spend time with uh, grandkids and that sort of thing. And then Army, uh, obviously, that's a really good addition. If you've ever been to West Point, it's a it's a great game day football experience. And uh, look forward to, to going up there. That would be a good donor trip for us to take. It's just, uh, you, you know, 
it's a great venue. I will say this person, I've been to Army three times and it's probably the coolest place you can go watch a college football game. Navy is really cool too because of the, you know, you have the cadets and but everything you have at Army up there off the Hudson River, it's it's a beautiful place, especially maybe we can get an early fall game in September or October yeah. against against Army. But if, if you have the means to go on a road game next year, put Army on your bucket list. It is very cool. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, lo- looking forward to, to going up there and playing, uh, playing them. How long... Uh, uh, are we under contract with our current TV with the American? Do you know? Well, it was a 10-year deal. I, I think we're probably at about year six or seven, uh, somewhere in there. And we always ask you every time uh, we talk to you, do you see more movement coming, uh, whether it be in or out with, with the conference? I, I think you're going to see that. Uh, I think that if you're not in an autonomy league, uh, all the other non-autonomy schools, they, they want to live in a neighbor a different neighborhood. So I think you're going to see a, a little bit more shifting, uh, but I, I do think it will settle at some point. John, your name was mentioned uh, in a deposition with the, the Brett Favre case down in Mississippi. You'll be testifying that in January. I want to ask if you had any comment or anything to say on that right now. You know, uh, not, not something that I'll uh, talk about uh, at this time just because it's going through the legal system, but uh, certainly uh, at the right time we'll, we'll uh, you know, say what, what I need to say and, and look forward to going down and, and uh, getting that done. Absolutely. Uh, what is John Gilbert looking forward to for Christmas coming up over the next uh, weekend or so? Will you, will you get a few days to kick back, relax, maybe have some Christmas candy and cookies? Yeah, uh, you know, just looking forward time to uh, getting a couple of days of, of no athletic events. You know, uh, I love what I do. I can't imagine doing anything else, but it is uh, seven days a week. And and to get a couple down days, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to... Uh, you know, recharge during that time and looking forward to a new year and what uh, watching the Pirates play this spring and, and uh, you know, look forward to some competitive wins on the field and on the court. Former Pirate Bryce Williams was in here yesterday. He had an important question he wanted to ask you if you have a fake tree or real tree is was what, what the public really wants to know. Yeah, I, uh, we, we've had a fake tree for a while. Uh my wife, who is much smarter than I am, w- one year after Christmas, uh, we, we went and bought this expensive pre-lit fake tree for like 75% off because mm-hmm. it was after <coughs> Christmas. And so uh, we've had that tree for, for quite some time. It, it is uh, paid off over and over. So we're, we're on the uh, fake pre-lit right now. Very good. Very good. Uh, John, just to circle back, we hit on this, I feel like, uh, at the beginning of the hour, but Brandon asking in the YouTube chat, what kind of advice can you give Pirate Nation to buy season tickets after a down year? And he references John David Baker and uh, turning this offense around, but I'm sure you get that question or something similar to that. So what is your uh, advice or message? Well, well, a couple things. Uh, One, I, I think if you look at our players returning, we had a top, you know, 35 to 40 defense in the country. Uh, we, we played a very competitive uh, brand of football. Uh, the, the changes that needed to be made on offense were making. Uh, I think uh, you'll see that, you know, today and over the coming weeks, you're going to see, uh, you, you know, players and difference makers come into the program. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think we're close. I, I think we've got to tweak some things. 
uh, but I don't look at this as a complete rebuild. And, and that's what gives me the most encouragement, and that's what should give our fans the most encouragement. You know, we're, we're not flipping our entire roster over. Uh, you know, we're making the necessary changes that need to be made. And uh, we're going to be back to our winning ways in short order. Yeah. I mean, for the first time ever, East Carolina has a real path to a playoff as well. So, I mean, there's a reason to show up, uh, support the team, get some wins. And who knows, we could be there at the end of this thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, definitely uh, there's, there's a lot of potential for this team. And I think when people look at the schedule, uh, I would say look at it as being optimistic that you can get back in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and, and see a lot more wins, uh, hopefully more than obviously we saw this year. But uh, certainly I, I feel like what's going on in the last few weeks has, has set up the potential for a positive year in 2024. Yeah, I, I think it. I would encourage everyone to, to come out uh, whenever we announce our spring game. You know, be the chance to first time to, to see all – you know the the returning team and all the new players uh you know up close uh but it, it should be an exciting uh, spring football season john thanks for uh coming in appreciate uh, your time today i hope you have a merry christmas happy new year i'm sure we'll see you in Minji's coliseum a couple of times between now and then but uh if not uh, we'll catch up with you after the first of the year and see how everything else is going that's great thanks for having me go pirates all right, John Gilbert joining us, Hour 1, Pirate Radio Live. We will take a break, come back, coming up Hour 2. we got Ken Watlington, WNCT Channel 9, as well as Danny Beal uh, going to join us before he heads home for the holidays. More to go, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man. And the crew here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, we got Ken Watlington, WNCT Channel 9. Hello, Ken. Hello, Clip. How you feeling, man? Uh, Heard it's been a rough week. It has been a rough week, but glad to be back. Glad Am I, though? Eh. Kind of. Yeah, it's good to be back. TBD. And Danny Beal is with us. Danny, you're not always at your best, 100%. Sometimes you don't have your stuff, but you still got to go out and perform, right? You have to perform to the best of your ability, and you're doing the best you can. Those those, those lozenges are in overtime right now. <laughs> can you overdose on uh, cough drops? I've we, tried. We've got to find out. And we are going to find out. <laughs> Uh, earlier today, Mike Houston announced 20 student athletes have signed a national letter of intent with the Pirates during the NCAA's early signing period. And the one I'm most excited about is the guy that's really going to make big time plays, <laughs> Peyton Reader. 
He's a 6'5 offensive lineman coming to us from Indian Trail, North Carolina, and he is going to be a stud. It's from where Sam Howell's from, I think. And um, um, uh, Grayson McCall's from there as well. So there you go. Just they, a they football factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so I don't, I don't know a lot about these guys. I, I made a decision years ago that I'm just not a recruiting guy. I just can't can't get into it a part of that was when i first started here at pirate radio they wanted me to do some other things including some some written things on the website so i was like you know what i'm gonna interview a couple of our commits and i talked to these guys talked to two of them did a q a it was great neither one of them showed up to campus <laughs> quite uh, the opposite of name redacted name redacted's all about the he is and he does a fine job with it and we have others sammy batten great uh yep. uh follows it he was on the brian bailey show yesterday so there are places to go get it but uh i just can't keep up with it man too many names and you just never know who's gonna hit and and not hit but and the transfer portal and now and yeah, yeah even more of a, and it's the two different signing days we used to be just the one in february now you got the early and the the, uh, the other one. I, I can't keep up with all it. the flipping it's 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 absurd yeah danny did you do a hat ceremony at your school or anything yeah dude no I was, <laughs> nor was i highly talented enough to but even if i could i would have been like dude i'm picking one i'm not doing the six hats up here and like fake one then picking up one and then putting it back down like just pick the school and deal with it dude like so how'd you do it though was it like twitter or how'd you how'd you let everyone know it was it was just like an instagram picture being like hey finally committed whatever and then hashtag committed yeah but it didn't sign until a year and some change later so it it was it was relatively early i think did you have schools coming after you after you had committed no that was before that time i think i told other schools that i had committed to ecu and then they just stopped talking to me which is i think the way it should be rather than yeah at least in baseball i know in football it's weird because you especially with the way money is now it's like yeah, I know you committed them, but we'll give you a million more dollars if you come to us. And it's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll flip. And it's just like, it just ruins the ruins the spirit. Or Cliff might just intimidate all other coaches not to go after his <laughs> yeah. guys. I can yeah. see that happening as well. Wrong guy to screw with. Um, speaking of, uh, of signing day today, Ken, I saw this. I, I want us to get the audio or video of this, but uh, Mac Brown talking about dave doran do you see this oh boy dude they have such a beef it's it and again it's state and carolina but this is over the top you know what mac brown should do maybe beat nc state before Mm. he talks Mm. mac brown didn't appreciate dave doran referring to unc players as pieces of bleep after the last game okay he's standing up for his guys that's that's a little different i guess but so when did dave doran say this was like a locker room video or something i think it was on acc network like post game on the field i think yeah it was after they beat him so he called them pieces of bleep i don't think it was exactly those words but it was maybe because i almost tweeted something nice about dave doran that night he was implying it for sure because i i like his gusto and I like rivalries, and I like a little stuff. junk talk. And he had the cigar, and he was talking junk. I never re- heard him say pieces of bleep, but maybe I just missed that. Uh, but Mac Brown, not happy with it, said he's never heard anything like that before, and it's classless. How old is Mac Brown? I'm curious now. 72 My thing about North Carolina coaches, they live in a bubble. They've never heard this kind of talk uh, about anything they're unaware of their players are going to class or not going to class they're just unaware of everything other than Oblivious. the plays they are yeah. they're calling yeah same age as pete carroll and nick saban 72 mm. on the money he so doesn't Matt, look Matt as spry 10, 15 years older than nick saban a- a- exactly and pete carroll 
Pete Car- did you see Pete Carroll jumping around the locker room after the Monday night? Woo! <laughs> He's a big like, woo guy. I don't know how you big do that. Woo! Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Mac is, uh, is still going at it, Ken. I thought that, you know, after the season they had, the way they didn't play that well in the second half of the season, that. You know, he was going to ride off into the sunset. Especially after Drake leaving, too. Yeah, yeah. who's going to be your quarterback? They get the, the transfer from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy? Who knows? But yeah. he's going to give it a go. He's got some stuff fixed, though. Y'all know anything about Caden uh, Hauser, our guy? I saw his highlights, and from the quotes that I've seen, he seems pretty pretty into it. Um, I, I like the attention that the recruit quarterback is getting to because it creates competition. I saw some Jeter quarterback throws the other day on Twitter too and I, I think it's good that it's not just given to him. He's going to have to come earn it, which is promising, but he's he seems all about it. Let me talk to Cole Hodge. We'll play that interview mm-hmm. later today and I'm um, trying to hook up with Caden Hauser very soon here on Pirate Radio Live. So we'll hear from uh, Cole Hodge in hour number three of today's show. Talking to John Gilbert in hour number one, it is amazing how nothing's happened on the field but the whole landscape has changed as far as attitude and feeling towards ecu football just because of a new offensive coordinator being hired a quarterback coming in and and really just it being the offseason we can trick ourselves ken as washington fans every offseason being excited about something knowing that i'm not going to be ever again (laughs) yeah i mean but you, you just you can get some off-season momentum, and uh, I feel like East Carolina's been able to do that because, man, it was it was pretty bottom of the barrel yeah. the last time we talked to John Gilbert right when the season ended. And I just heard you ask John just a few minutes ago, like, what do you say to people to get them excited to buy season tickets? I think there is a little bit of excitement. You're like, okay, they're making some moves. They're changing things up. We're getting some of these guys in that, that might be able to make a difference, and I think there is a, a little bit of, hey, let's see what happens. Maybe. Danny, are you buying in? I, I am intrigued just because of the SEC prowess of JDB. And then we, I believe it was the Texas former offensive line coach is who we got. Am I, I think that's, I think that's right. But I, I mean, all today it's been three-star, 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 three-star committed, which is also promising. But like I said, the quarterback is, all three of them are promising. And then obviously the defense was stellar last year. It was top 40 in the country. So, I mean, it's just building on certain things, but no, everybody should be excited. It's it's a new it's a new age for sure. Uh, Chad, Dave Doran said at post game talking to his team and how long it had been since those since those pieces of bleep have beaten them. I like that the rivalry I mean, stuff. It's been three years. It's not like it's been a decade or something, but yeah, three years is a long time in a rivalry, I guess. Yeah. All right. So if if we can get any kind of that thing going here at ECU, I'm I'm all for it. ECU Charlotte, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I've called Biff a, a piece of bleep, and <laughs> now I'm eating my words because he's the man. Yeah, he's a likable guy, right? I guess he kicked our butt. So was it? Did he really? Kick, what was the final? Ten three or something? It was a butt kicking <laughs> ten to seven. <laughs> okay, yeah. we got our seven from a muff punt. Barber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken Wadlington, Danny Bill here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Um, the one thing I really wanted to come in and talk about today, the only thing I've seen. So like, I was pretty MIA Sunday during football. I told Chandler that I had games on, but I was sleeping. I didn't know till Monday the Panthers had won another game. That's nuts. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Sure you weren't dreaming? Uh, I, I think I'm right. Didn't they beat the Falcons? They did. They did. Um, you know Hugh, don't you? I know Hugh Jackson. 
The only thing I wanted to come in to talk about today was Rashard Mendenhall's white versus black. Dude, <laughs> oh my goodness. I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier, and that is all they were talking about. That's it's all taken, I want to talk about. It's taken over the sports world. It really has. Ken, you want to talk about it? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to come What's up with... What's the worst the, that could happen? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I love uh, I love the concept. I, I think... I love thinking about who the, the white the team is going to have in the secondary. Put it in the... Pro- McCaffrey. It's gonna, he's going to have to play both He's going to have to play both ways. Yeah. But, dude, I, oh, it's such an intriguing conversation because it is, like, relatively even when you think about it. I think it is. Except for the kicking uh, game. <laughs> we got him there. <laughs> relatively even. Again, Who we don't have DBs, Danny. We have the edge offensive line. We have the edge tight ends. We have, I mean, I think it's even probably D-line because, I mean, you got T.J. Watt, but that's the best player. Uh, the D-line is nasty. I did see you got Boses and Watts. And we, they were talking about earlier that I think they split it up to where we get the Hawaiians. <laughs> the, the Whites get the Hawaiians. and <laughs> We get Puka Nakua. That yeah. is, that's the thing. This, and uh, Pene Sewell. And this is a Chappelle show skip. It really, it really is. With the first pick. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see, have you seen out lately how many views that Will Compton's video has oh where he broke goodness. down the white the the white oh, roster? Oh yeah, I saw he. Um, it's like 35, 45 million views. It's it's unreal. He took his crack at, at putting the roster together. And did really well. Except he, he had CMC playing both sides of the ball. Yeah, he's, gonna he's gotta to. play safety. He's gonna have to. DBs are gonna be our weakness, but it's okay because wait, so we can't play him at running back. No, we were, we were playing on both sides. He's playing running back, and it's he's like playing he's playing safety. for Beargrass High School. You're you're out there every play. Yeah, and uh, I, and so we're gonna take the Iowa kid, that's an All American at DB. We're gonna have to. Oh, we're getting we, we have to get college players. Yeah. We got to take him, and if he's got any roommates, it'll be like hockey. <laughs> National team, we may not have enough that want to play, so we're gonna go into the <coughs> go into the college ranks. Have Can to. we take Canadians? Sure. If there are any white DBs in the CFL that want to come over, we get all Canadians. See, the scary thing is that Will Compton brought up, you might as well just put an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman on Tyreek because nobody's covering him. (laughs) I mean, it's just going to be deep ball for deep ball. White or black. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. We're dead there. He was also, I I believe he was asking too what happens with uh, multiracial guys. He called him him (laughs) Hapsies. I was was not going to do that. Um, But what do we do there? Do we have like our own draft? Yeah, he's, it, he, he, I'm he not talking about it. what he said. I'm or saying what are we going to uh, do? You play with one side one half and then one side the next half. And I think it depends. Patrick Mahomes could be all-time quarterback. I think we yeah. do Ooh. this. I think we do this. It, if your mom was white, <laughs> then you come over here. Good if Lord. your dad was white, God. you go over there. You go over there. <laughs> I should take some notes. Oh, man. <laughs> right down the notes. They were, um, they were, so AQ, AQ Shipley's on the Pat McAfee show now, and he was doing his little segment of offensive and defensive linemen, like pancakes and stuff like that. And they have one of their co hosts was saying, well, they were obviously talking about the white versus black bowl or whatever it is. And there was a black center on the Broncos. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, but he was he was asking Shipley. He's like, "Hey, who's that guy's name?" And he said his name. He's like, "Yeah, okay, I, we, we we need him." So we're gonna I'm gonna write that down real quick and take my notes because we need offensive linemen. It was just pretty. Fun. It's it's a weird concept, but I I'm in favor of it. But they, I feel like the black team has they have good tackles. Like their left tackle and right tackle is solid. They got Trent, Trent Williams, and then yeah, the other one is he's solid. Like they're just they're solid across the line. Tyron Smith or something. Yeah, that's who it is. I don't know. I mean, you got to think Kelsey. Lane Johnson, Zach Martin, 
and with CMC, you're running all day. Yeah. And Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Come on. Who's our uh, top receivers? See, that's where you get in trouble. Adam Thielen. Edelman. Out of retirement. No, it's so your number one. I think is, he did say Thielen was number you can, one. And he had Thielen was his number two. We also get Puka, is what I heard. Was what they said at least. Yeah, Thielen was number two. Who was number one? Okay. It wasn't. I think he maybe flipped Kelsey to a wide receiver. Yeah, he, Kelsey was wide receiver three. <laughs> um, and and so you could have also have Sam Laporta in there, which is True. a good get. Big big and Hawkinson, big edge on the tight ends. Yeah, you well you you We're bleed them over. <laughs> Beargrass offense. You exactly. bleed them over. You could put two tight ends out wide. Get an eye for and run power. That's all it's going to be all day long. All right, now let's do that with the NBA. Uh, Luca, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tapps. Wait, no, that doesn't count. Wait, it's, what? Gotta be uh, American, American, American born. No, that's not. Cool. This. <laughs> we got Tyler Hero. <laughs> uh, oh man, Rashard Mendenhall really got this thing going. I love it. That's fun. It is a tremendous idea. Oh, I cool. want it across all sports, and I want Chappelle to be the commissioner. Oh yeah, we forgot about Cooper Cup. That's, oh, the, that's, that's your one. That that's your one. one. That yeah, yeah that's I'm your one. I'm trying to think of American one. white basketball players now besides Tyler Hero. Uh, it's gotta be. Gotta be a Duke guy. There's like three Zellers. <laughs> Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen still playing. He's on yeah. the Suns. Yep. Um, there's sure still the Hornets have some. Do we what, still what's have, the uh, Gordon Hayward? What's yeah, the yeah. Duke center? There was like eight brothers. Plumleys. Plumleys. Yeah, there's, there's some Plumleys. Plumleys. We've got like half a team there. Yeah. <laughs> Should be good. Not go. a good team, but a team. Uh, Eric John says, Ken, I see you with the Beargrass shout out. What about those defunct Jamesville Bullets, my oh, the guy? Jamesville Bullets. Best the nickname Williamson ever. Tigers, the Plymouth Vikings, the Crestville Tigers. All these schools do not exist. But there's Beargrass. No. Um, man, the Washington Bullets was a cool name, too. I hate that. I have a bullet We shirt. had to go away with that because people shot people with guns. Well, it's D.C. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's some some greatness to the fact but that, like, did- the last bullet team had Rashid, like Rashid Wallace and Chris Weber on it. Did anybody go watch George Murjan play basketball and then say, you know what, I'm going to go shoot somebody? <laughs> no. Had nothing to do with that. Why do we have to change the name? I'd hope not. Manute Bull. Those, hey, home team sports, HTS uh, as a kid, yeah. Ken, that, yeah. was, uh, that was some primetime. ECU UNCW basketball on HTS, Saturday at 7 o'clock. Let's get a UNCW basketball update. Uh, Hawks are 8-2. and two. On the road tomorrow night at Marshall. Who'd they lose to? Yeah, what's those two losses? <laughs> uh, Appalachian State and East Carolina. Can't beat anybody in the state of North Carolina. Beat Actually, Ra- that's not true because they beat Asheville and Mount Olive or something. So, But, yeah, 8-2. and two. I'll, I'll take it. Win at Kentucky. Yeah, they, they could be 1-9. and nine. The wins at Kentucky, I'll take it. Danny saw you and uh, a couple other pirate pitchers at the South Carolina game. Shame we couldn't close that one out. Yeah, I know. It was, it was it was an exciting game, though. I was happy we stuck with them. Um, we were talking to John Gilbert before the game. We had a, like a little luncheon or whatever, and we were talking with him, and we are like, what do you think? And he's like, I think we got a really good shot. And we all agreed. And we played well enough in the first for as poorly as they played in the first yeah. half. To be a seven-point game was a starter, but then you just couldn't close down the stretch. But SEC team at home, it's tough as it is. And then they went on the road and almost beat an yeah. SEC team. Yep. Well, at Roadish, yeah, Roadish. It's in Florida, so it counts. Yeah. Can we talk about the South Carolina women's team? Yeah, they come to Minji's in a, in a couple about a week and a half. Last night they played at Bowling Green in the MAC. This weekend they play at Morgan State in the MEAC. Like, what is Dawn Staley doing? She's like, getting them ready to play tournament games. But I mean, how cool is that? That she's giving you know, back. One of the best women's teams in the country is going to play all these road games, and you know, in the men's game, you don't see that. Hey, Nick Saban, 
Learn a lesson from Dawn Staley. Come <laughs> is play she playing here. where her star players' well, hometowns are? Is it like the Dean Smith thing? I, I'm not no, sure. I think it, what it is. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ken. Yes, um, it's it's about opportunity. She has she opportunity. has been very very vocal about having some of the you know the 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 divide between the haves and the have nots, yep. especially in women's basketball, is pretty wide. And she has been a very vocal advocate of going out and providing opportunities for these i don't want to say lesser known schools because yeah. that's not really what i'm trying to get at but maybe um uh not the upper echelon because you're going to see that no matter what especially when you get into tournament play but you want to go up against uh teams that um maybe maybe won't have as much uh, notoriety or exposure and uh, she has always been a, vi- a big vocal uh, a proponent of that. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, I'll do you a favor, game. and I'll beat you by 64." <laughs> well, they, they only beat Bowling Green by 30 last night. But uh, one of her former assistants is the new head coach there, so I think that was more of a, "Hey, let's go, uh, you know, see my guy and, and give him a home game to get the fans excited." Which I guess maybe only losing by 30 after they beat what Presbyterian by 90. I guess that's a mm. moral victory. No. Uh, what do we got tonight coming up? Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Carolina and from the downtown. Carolina, Oklahoma, and Charlotte. Yeah. Jumpman Invitational coming up tonight. UConn at Seton Hall. Some Big East basketball action. Baylor taking on Duke at MSG. Creighton's playing. Nova and Creighton. Yep. Another good Big East battle. Uh, Alabama, Arizona out in phoenix so a uh, good night for college basketball tonight it's a must win for carolina how's that i mean you don't a th- three-game losing streak's never good and oklahoma's undefeated too and oklahoma's undefeated so and somehow carolina i think's a point and a half favorite who did uh who's carolina lost to uh villanova and the last two losses in a row were yukon kentucky which obviously two top 10 teams. And you went to the Kentucky game? I did. I was at uh, Carolina, Kentucky, the CBS Sports Classic over the weekend, wearing my UNCW sweatshirt proudly. Every Kentucky fan was like, all right, all right. That's, right. <laughs> that's a nice troll. That's a nice troll. Someone wanted to take pictures with me. It was pretty cool. That is pretty funny. Uh, a lot of Kentucky blue there? It was probably 55% Kentucky, 40% Carolina, and 5% just people there to watch a game. But yeah. it, was, it was a great environment for, you know, a, a – pre-Christmas kind of a showcase between the four teams. You know, UCLA-Ohio State was the first game. Uh, pretty competitive. Carolina-Kentucky came down to the final possession, and Carolina threw it out of bounds. Always, It always is a really good game yeah. in the regular season when they always match yeah. up against each other. Cal's never lost them. Really? Nope, never lost them. They, I think it's going back to, God, 08. I saw a stat that it's every single time they've played each other, except for the tournament game when Luke May hit that shot. Never lost them. Yep. Yep, Luke May, one of the greatest shots in Tar Heel history. But they played twice that season, and in the regular season, yeah, Malik Monk went had like fifty yeah, points. That it was one hundred and three, one hundred and one. It was the NBA game. It's unbelievable. Yeah. ECU in action tonight. Delaware State in Minji's Coliseum. Making uh, the trip up from Dover. I think that's where Delaware State is. Two non-conference games left, and then they get thrown into the fire at FAU. 
Really? That's tough. To yeah. start the conference late, yeah. Welcome them to the league. And uh, they look good. They look really good once again. All right, Ken, we are going to let you run one more time. Yes. When can we see Ken Wadlington's directorial debut? No, it's not my directorial. I've, I've done two documentaries in the past. Nobody cares about them. Well, no one cares about this one either, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you about it. It airs 7 o'clock Friday night. It's the WNCT 70th <coughs> anniversary special. I've got about five minutes left to finish. All of those five minutes are dedicated to Brian Bailey. So I, I saved the best for last. All right. Um, and the computer's not working so well, so hopefully I get it done. I remember WNCT production, The Flood of the Century. And there's a feature long. looking into that and kind of sharing yeah. some of those clips. So, yeah. All right. So that's this yeah. Friday. Friday at 7. And then Christmas. And Christmas Day at 5. So watch both. The Ken Wallington Show on WNCT. Tune in for Brian Channel. Bailey with dark hair and a mustache. Yeah, I saw his clip of, uh, Danny, you ever seen Bailey, the Canon video? That'll be in there. I have not. That's good You've stuff. never seen it? No. I'll play it on the air real quick because I saw it on YouTube <laughs> the other day. <laughs> so not. Brian Bailey, what was the... Um, was it Fox Sports had like the bloopers countdown yeah, or whatever, yeah. kid? The old uh The Best Damn best Sports, sports show, show period. period. Yep. And they had the top um, fifty bloopers or something. He was let's on see. So they had the sports bloopers and There it is. Number forty two was Brian Bailey. Let's see, uh hold on. Sports bloopers and there it is. Bailey curses. They cut back to him. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. I'll just try, young lad. I'll let you know a little secret. I have the unedited version. Wow. Can't show it Can on you TV. spell yeah. what he said? What did it start I with? I think it's, it starts with a G. Okay. And ends with an... We'll go from there. Am. All right. There you go. Uh, Brian Bailey, absolute legend. Ken, thank no you doubt. for joining us. Appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Hope you get better, man. Thank you. Danny, you want to stick around another segment? Sure. All right. We'll find something to talk about. <laughs> hey, we'll talk to Chon. We always do. Hadn't talked to Chon. Hadn't seen Chon. And he wasn't here Friday. It's been almost a week since I saw Chon. See what Chon's been up to. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We got to open up the treasure chest. And we got a lot more for you here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price swings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearnc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Let's take a look at the top five recruiting classes for 2023 going into 24. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Texas. Pretty sure it's been the same (laughs) the last three decades. At least. So there is your top five recruiting classes, according to CBS Sports. 
um do we have any experts here that can tell me about some of the incoming pirate players Sean, you're a big ecu guy you follow it closer than anybody welcome to the show by the way thank you thank you for having me um can you educate me at all uh, not really but when i do look at these each year i think about the segments we used to have about looking back on recruiting classes and i just kind of look through and say all right in five six years from now maybe longer when we look back at this list of new pirates which one of these are going to be impact players and which one of these are going to be guys that just never saw the field and went elsewhere because we've done that before i remember when name redacted was on this show we used to do it and there used to be a laundry list of guys that we just never heard of uh from uh previous classes um but i mean the biggest one that stands out to me and i believe big dog pointed this out on the show yesterday was uh Kendarius small uh getting him out of tuscaloosa alabama 6'5, 305 pound junior uh, coming out of a uh, community college, Southwest Mississippi. Obviously, you know, when you look at position groups uh, that needs to be fixed from this past year, it's obviously it all starts up front in the trenches. And uh, I like his size. And obviously, I, I like that we uh, got him out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, because, I mean, that's right in Nick Saban's backyard, as uh, Big Dog said yesterday. So if he was any good, he would have gone to Alabama. Maybe. What if he wanted to be a pirate? He wanted He's to a be a pirate. pirate. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Uh, my guy's Peyton Reader because I closed my eyes and pointed to the sheet, and that's the guy that uh, that spoke to me. Was that what you did with me when you were going through baseball recruiting classes? <laughs> it's like, this the guy's guy, going to stink. The guys that I'm excited about are not even on this list. I look at guys that we have gotten in the past couple of days with Anthony, stuff? Anthony um, Oh boy, from NC State, the wide receiver. Yeah, the receiver from NC State, and then Omega Blake from South Carolina. That is a heck of a name. That is a cool name. Omega Blake from South Carolina, who has two years of eligibility left. And the thing about these guys is that this has happened before in the past. Recently, with Jalen Johnson, and seeing that he came from Georgia, and you're going, man, awesome. But when you look him up on YouTube, you can't find any highlights of him on Georgia. Right. He played some special teams, but other than that, he didn't. He didn't play. He wasn't able to showcase his talents at the receiver position. Obviously, we've seen him do pretty good for the Pirates in the past couple of years. But when you look up this Anthony guy from NC State and Omega Blake from South Carolina, you look him up on YouTube. Good stuff. There's actually some highlights of them making some big time plays. College football. They're making some big-time plays for one, an ACC school, and then an SEC school. Um, so I'm really excited about those two guys, especially for, you know, Caten Hauser, who's coming here to look to get the starting job and have some – not just one, but two potential top targets for this offense. For the coaches, it's all about these, these high school recruits building the program. For the fans, for us paying attention to it, it's about immediate help. And those guys are hopefully going to provide – immediate help on the offensive end with the quarterback hauser and hopefully some offensive linemen as well because you don't want to have to count on now you can count on the guy you mentioned uh chandler the small Mm -hmm. who is coming from junior juco right uh to come in and play right away but uh the freshman lineman you know you got to wait on you don't want a freshman offensive lineman starting jason nichols said that last week no you want to develop those guys for at least two three years and 
and get them into the size that they need to be to be a you know a D1 starter. But yeah, you look at Small and it looks like he's ready to go uh, with a couple of years uh, under his belt in community college. So um, yeah, looking I'm looking forward to what this ECU, uh, especially this ECU offense is going to look like next year, especially after the terrible year that we had this past year. So um, we'll see. Uh I got a little sidetrack because Mike P said Anthony Guy from State. Tony, Tony from State. Let's get on to Anthony Guy from State. Is like is he, his last name Guy? No. Okay. No. You just did you ever come up with his last name? I just saw it on Twitter and I forgot it. <laughs> My short term memory loss is not good the past couple of days. Oh yeah, past couple of days. Before these past couple of days, it's been what? What would you it's say? It's mediocre. All right. Randolph in the house. Hey, good to see uh, you, Chad Gangers, um, after I have been out a couple of days. Uh, Did you see where EJ Warner went? I did not. EJ Warner (coughs) said, I'm tired of being an owl. You know what I really want to be? An owl. You're an FAU? FAU. Rice. 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 Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah. Why? I don't know. God, that's terrible. EJ Warner is going from Temple to Rice. I should, send, I should send him the pictures that I got when I was down there. We have a bit of a Perry Ellis situation here. How does KJ Jefferson have another year eligibility? He has been in college since I was in middle school. Arkansas? Yeah. Where's he going? I don't He's in the transfer portal. He's still in the portal? It's insane. Floating in there? It's like, dude, how many more years could you pot? Like, college forever. I get it. It's awesome. But good God. It's Good God, thing, man. Same thing with the guy from, um, he just met JT, Daniels. It's like, dude, well, been in college for seven years. And yeah. also, UTSA, he's done now. Frank Harris, was yeah. in the, he was in college football for seven years. By the way, he wasn't able to play last night. In his spot was Josh McCown's son. Did you see who started for Marshall? And then it was Chad Pennington's <laughs> yeah. son, Cole Pennington, yep. starting for Marshall yep. in that bowl game last I night. I like that. It makes it easy for an old guy like me to just have Get the same old. names. Getting old. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go down the list of transfer quarterbacks and we'll talk about their new homes. Okay. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma to Oregon. Dylan Gabriel is still playing college football. I was talking to a buddy about this the other day. There are two schools in my mind, potentially turning into three, that when their quarterback graduates or gets drafted or whatever, they are the transfer like that's what they revolve around as quarterbacks it's turning into Oregon and Notre Dame and Notre Dame was the second on this list Riley Leonard yep. Duke to Notre Dame mm-hmm. and I feel like slowly but surely Miami's turning into the same kind of thing so Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon yeah mm-hmm. it looks like there might be uh, some co- quarterback competition there because I did see that former UCLA quarterback Dante Moore is also heading to Oregon uh, you mentioned Miami Cam Ward going from Washington State to the U <laughs> yep Will Howard looks like he will end up at USC. I'm looking at on3.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle McCord, Ohio State to that, Syracuse. That was random. I don't I don't get that at all. DJ Alulalagale is going from Oregon State to, according to this, either Louisville or Florida State. I would say Florida State. KJ Jefferson undecided. Any Is he tied to any schools yet? He's got. I saw it the other day on on3, too. Um, I think it's it's, it's definitely SEC schools. I just can't remember which ones, but there are three of them. He's narrowed it down to three. Dante Moore, UCLA to Oregon, and Moore is a freshman. So Gabriel, it's got to be his last year, right? One, right. Would th- one would think. Tyler Van Dyke. Miami. 
What was his name? His uh, nickname? Van. Uh, didn't he have a cool nickname? And then he sucked after that. Uh, going from Miami to Wisconsin, where quarterbacks go to die. Literally. How about Buchner, the guy from uh, Alabama transferring to Notre Dame to play lacrosse? The guy that started the USF game when they, oh, yeah. they benched Milrow. He's transferring to Notre Dame to play midfield for their lacrosse team. All right. Good uh, glow up from him. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Rogers is going from North Texas to Cal, Jordan McLeod, JMU to Undecided. JMU, huh? Daquan Finn, Toledo to Baylor. Mm. Woo. Where's uh, where's our guy? Aiden Childs is going from Oregon State to Michigan State. Will Rogers is going from Mississippi State to Washington. Really? That is interesting. That is. Max Johnson going from A&M to North Carolina. Grayson McCall from Coastal to State. He's going mean, to... Never mind. He's going to stink? I don't think he's going to be very good there. Prove me, prove me wrong. I don't know. Prove me wrong, what, kid. What do I know? <coughs> MJ Morris, State to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caden Hauser. Michigan State to East Carolina. East Carolina. <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Carolina. And the Mason got see Anybody else here? Uh, the Vanderbilt quarterback, Seal, saw his name with us uh, connected. His name, Ken? Ken Seals. Ken, yep. Undecided. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a world of get up and leave, but they were talking. I can't remember who was talking about it the other day. It might have been um, New Heights, the Kelsey podcast. But they were talking about how it wouldn't be that hard to re-implement the <coughs> put it back into place where you have to sit out a year again. I don't think it'd be that hard to kind of take away the NIL aspect of it, but I think it's turning into college sports what we all assumed it would get to eventually. But it's it's just yeah, I don't like it here. All right, see ya. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but uh, just kind of roll with the punches. Uh, we I saw in the chat uh, when John Gilbert was here, it said, two-time immediate transfers are bad for ECU. Why did we push for something that would hurt ECU down the road? Asked John Gilbert. Well, I, sorry, I didn't ask him, but I know the answer. They were fighting for Cam Hayes individually, mm-hmm. and maybe not the entire entirety of the rule itself yeah i mean i at least i know from talking to some guys how important he is to their team and i i it was totally you're spot on with they were fighting for the individual rather than the entirety of the rule yeah and i, I don't know I, I don't know what it's going to look like a year from now if they go back to the rule if they uh keep it the way it is but the 14 day rule is just a little odd like it's just weird how that's like all right that's like the that's the band-aid on the crack in the wall for now it's just it's very well now hasn't that been expanded to like the end of the, the spring of the semester spring, yeah. really yeah, yeah. I didn't, all right, maybe I'm, all right, i did not see that but for a split second there it was like what are we doing here yeah it's like all right we're putting no. a band-aid on nothing it's just i don't understand why he would just I don't know. Make a decision initially, but it is what it is. Uh, Mike P says, Ken Seal's undecided. Guess nobody has sealed the deal. Thank you, Mike. Great to have you back. <laughs> Thanks it, for coming. He said, Notre Dame defending national champions in lacrosse. I was unaware of that. Winners win. Great uh, sports trivia question. Tonight at uh, AJ Murphy's. 915. Uh, let's take another break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hour. We'll <laughs> say goodbye to Danny Bill forever. You won't even see me this spring, so catch your blessings. (laughs) 
Danny Bill is entering the portal. Yep. Oh. Right now. Now on fire radio. The only way, the only thing he's portaling to, folks, is that power bullpen. You know that's right. And he's going to come out hot, throwing heaters, throwing gassers. With Sean and Clippy on the mic singing my song. Which is? I don't know yet. We'll do it. I will will break it on Pirate. I will will break the news on here. I will confirm you guys. I have not decided yet, though. Somebody asked, are you a guest or an intern? A gintern. Ooh. Ooh. How do you like them apples? A gintern. How do you like like them apples? When we return, we're going to have our end of the year awards. We'll name our intern of the year. <laughs> right here. Michael will somehow win. I promise. Somehow, some way, she'll end up winning. We'll see who wins it when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. And they're open every day with two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Trying to make it through this three hours today. My bed is calling me once again. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chon Man, and Danny Beal here inside the Pirate Radio studios. We got P Mace joining us. Ellerby did an interview with uh, future Pirate quarterback Cole Hodge that we'll have for you coming up hour three as well. And we will open up the treasure chest. Uh, Jackie Hutcherson won recently. And not only did she come pick up her prizes, she also dropped off some goodies for us, which was awesome. Shirley got her own stash, and then she gave some uh, for the rest of the crew as well. Uh, what else? Uh, what has been won out of the chest this week, Shirley? Do you have that information? Yeah. Uh, give me one second here. Um, let's see. Jackie won the neons and the... Um, the Bud Light. Yep, yep, yep. So and is that the Budweiser mirror? Bush yes, light neon? All right. because Pam Odom won the Bud Light umbrella and tailgate chair the package. Yes, the state fan. All right, who um, won on Monday? Monday, Monday, Monday. I'm trying to remember who won. Do we still have a $100 gift card to Chico's? Yes, we do. Do we have a $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's? No, we don't, because that was given away yesterday. Wait a minute. No, that's not right. Uh-oh. Because that would leave two. Yeah, no, know, that's right. That's I know right. Brandon Manning's prize is still in there. No, 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 no. Uh, Lonnie Kinker won yesterday. The Kink. The Kink. kink. Dan Kink. And he won the hundred dollar gift card to Jersey Mike's. That's right. who I was missing. I didn't write it down. The Kink. Um. So yes. Yeah, so the only two prizes that are left are the hundred dollar gift card to Chico's and the Brandon Manning prize package. 
Who won the Twisted Tea Patio Umbrella? Oh, that Jeff was... Jeff Dover. Doves. A deer. The Dove Man. The Dove Man. All right. All right. We're good to go. So we got two days left, and we got two prizes left. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Oh, gosh. Time to give away our Pirate Radio Intern of the Year Award. All right. The nominees are Danny Beal. Connor. Okay. <laughs> Connor was here for a couple shows. He cussed on the air, and we never saw him again. Kicked him to the curb. And you might know him as the Wolverine. <laughs> he did. He did play a huge role in our, um, you know, pump up to the football season video. David, David Price countdown to kickoff. Also, Micah Dennis. Micah, woo! Who? Woo left for home never came back and never came back <laughs> and then started playing basketball for some reason you can find her on the court at Minji's Coliseum hit that shot that was pretty cool that one time mm-hmm. we also have young Joey Joey Big Joe Big Joe has provided a lot of contributions here to Pirate Radio this year any other interns uh, Delaney ooh intern Delaney Delaney, Delaney. Did a fantastic job at the basketball game. Yes. For social media. Nice. He, she knows how to run the video production. And is good on Ox. And is very pleasant. Very pleasant to work with. All right. Anybody else? Any other nominees? Carson. Intern Carson. <laughs> Who's here? Kind of here. You can find him working with the, uh, not the grounds crew, but the crew crew yeah. um what's the word i'm looking for operations operations i believe over at east carolina uh anybody else drew daughter for a day intern drew <laughs> daughter drew will be <laughs> will be a part of the whole Naylor show coming up in january oh, that yeah. is very exciting along with Cade norman jack powers and holt all right um Shirley, Chandler, and myself are going to, when we count to three, and we're going to say our winner, who it would be. Right. Out of those nominees. Everybody ready? Shirley, you ready? We're going to go one, two, three, and then say the name. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three. Joey. Joey. Yeah. Joey <laughs> takes it. Big Joe. Joey takes it. Danny, Joe. a runner up. If Joey cannot fulfill his duties as intern of the year, uh, you will so take over. I'm taking, so I'm taking first loser. Yes, that's fine. That's yep. fine. You are first loser. I mean, Joey's role in in you know running the show a lot this this semester and over the summer, but you're in second place due to your role with Media Day for uh, huge for huge. ECU basketball football football. Yep. Sorry. Yep. 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 Um. So. Congratulations for congratulations! Getting, congratulations you, on getting you, second place, man! It's a, it's a tremendous honor. Use some use some of those media day videos for a school project I had to do. So, ended up working pretty well. And if you're wondering, like, how could I have gotten first place? Well, I have the answer. Quit baseball. I could have done yeah, that too. That yeah, really that really helped. That really ruined. Yeah, no, I could have done that too, but I had to prioritize because you know this is not nearly as important. All right, let's do best <laughs> ECU athlete to intern with us. Oh, so on the count of three, say the name. Danny knows where this is going. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Micah Dennis. Wow, Shirley gave you a vote. 
why she's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Micah hit a three-quarter court shot. What nice. have you done? Come on. Blue Doctor that- your knee up? <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Well, Clip will tell you I blew that game against Texas that one time. I don't even remember that. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, that's that's way that's way out of memory. What game was that again? See, I don't I don't remember. Exactly. Exactly. Danny, uh looking forward to the calendar flipping and baseball being here. Yep, very excited. Should be should be very fun. We're looking forward to it. Got got our little Christmas gifts in our lockers, so we got a bunch of gear That's and cute. ready to get back and get going. We're Geared up. What'd you get? Got a nice pullover. Got a sweatshirt. Got some shoes. Gonna get in tune. Gonna be really in tune. What's the most important piece of baseball gear you are wearing during the during a game? One would think the cleats, right? Yeah, cleats. As a pitcher, I would think cleats. Would you rather have a cleats or a glove as a pitcher? Cleats. I just get out of It's important to have pants on. <laughs> People forget that and socks true. and maybe a shirt. Yeah, especially uh, those February games. Yeah, you want to have some paints on. Maybe all right. All right. Do you do long johns in February? It depends. If you I... wear depends. Yeah, no. Those are <laughs> you hear about the new brand? Yeah. It depends. It depends. I don't know. It, it it is solely dependent on what time of day the game is. If it's a day game, like a one o'clock Sunday, first February, probably not. But if it's like the Fridays where they start at six and it's dark before the game starts, you betcha. Mm. I have to. And it's not like the long johns where they're wool inside. It's I mean they're athletic, so it's not like it's uncomfortable. Are hand warmers legal? Can you use hand warmers? I would think so. like I feel like I could just put them. I've never I've never had to just because I feel like when your adrenaline gets going and you don't yeah, really you don't feel it, it. But I feel like you could put it in your back pocket, and I'm sure the umpires would probably check it. I've never gotten checked, but I've seen people get checked. Uh, people are excited about Pirate Baseball, DB. I know. And you are a part of that. Cannot wait. One last ride. One last ride. Hey, there's a t-shirt idea. One last ride with DB. last ride. Number 45. You and a Harley? (laughs) (laughs) You a motorcycle? motorcycle Dead alive. All right, DB. Thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. All right. We'll see you guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Good luck this baseball season. Hey. I'll be back. Yeah, we'll talk to him before then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. If he comes. Let's take a break. We'll come. Oh, he come. <laughs> oh, well, he's I'm coming. coming. <laughs> I'm coming. We'll take a break. Come back. <laughs> Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. P Mace. Cole Hodge. Interview with Ellerby. And uh, hopefully I will survive. And we'll have a treasure chest winner as well. More to go when we return after this. One more plane ride, and I'll be right there by your side. With every second that goes by, I'm. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips are everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. 
After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right. Man, maybe this will get me going. Put me in a nice, festive spirit. We are less than a week away from Christmas. And this is... Turn it up, Shirley. Don't turn it down. You love this song. It's a great song. Sing it. Under the mistletoe Watching the fire glow, glow, glow Me, I love you Now, as a, as a Swifty, how do you feel about her dating Travis Kelsey? He's a football player, by the way. I am not a Swifty. <laughs> I totally am. I like this song, but I, I do not consider myself a Swifty. Oh, and if I was, I would be appalled at her language because she mouthed an F word the other day. I saw that highlight. What the F? Oh yeah, yeah, when the what the f? Yeah, hey, if I, you heard if you heard she's the into uh, the game. Well, I was gonna say if you heard the folklore album uh, that she released during I the COVID. Yeah, okay, well if you did, uh, she be cussing? during. Oh yeah, there's really? several. There's several times that Tay she cusses cussing. in that class Man. or in that album. Patrick, folklore and Evermore. Patrick Mason, how do you feel about Swift? Uh, not not for me. DeAndre yeah, Swift for me. <laughs> No, him either. No, How about that particular song? I honestly, like, if I was uh, trying to guess who sang that song, I would not have picked Taylor Swift. I that I I said the same thing. Wow! I remember being in my car, first time <laughs> under the mistletoe. I heard that riding with Ellen, and I was like, "Man, this is catchy. Who is this?" And either my daughter or wife or both said Taylor Swift. I was like, "No way!" Who yeah. did it? Who did it sound like to you? I don't uh, know. I feel like there's only a handful. There's, there's only a handful of like Christmas song singers. I feel like I don't know. What? Is there five, six songs I just play and repeat, and a few people sing it? I don't know. I, I guess I guess I just wouldn't pick Taylor Swift. I don't know, Patrick. You're talking about like Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're missing an entire genre of music. Genre. I definitely am. It's, it's entirely possible. There's, are you not a Christmas guy? Eh. Not. It's well, all right. What? Wow. I mean, I'm wow, it's Patrick. Okay. It's not my favorite holiday. Well, I didn't say it was mine either. I'm a Thanksgiving but, guy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Did you get crappy gifts as a kid or something? No, I, I got really good gifts. What's the crappiest gr- gift you ever got? <laughs> the crappiest Oh, gift. I know my answer. I don't know. I know yours too. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we used to get, like, early <laughs> gifts. And... um. The whole time my mom was about to present me with this gift, my dad was like shaking his head, like, I don't know why you got these. I don't know. It's not even a gift. Why did you even do this? <laughs> so I opened it up and it was like 1994 or 95. And it was Carolina Panthers, like, cups. <laughs> and I was like, It's the thought that counts. I was like, Mom, we're not, I don't like the Panthers. We're Redskins fans. Like, you know this. We go to games. We're not. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to pull for the Panthers. I'm going to pull for the Reds. And I guess she thought, you know, they're in the state of North Carolina that we're sports fans. Maybe we have to support the team. Yeah, it's like a hail mary gift. And also their cups. 
<laughs> but it was like December 22nd or 23rd. It was just a warm-up gift. Yeah. And I felt like I tried to be respectful for the most part, so I think I said thank you. It was like the appetizer. But uh, Carolina Panthers cups would be my worst Christmas gift of all time. <laughs> and it's still a funny story. So, um, And maybe I should have chosen the Panthers all those years ago. Yeah, you're probably it better off. It was a off. sign. It's the same. It's the same. They have been to two Super Bowls. And Since then. we just won our second game of the year on Sunday. It was awesome. That is true. They have uh, the longest winning streak of any team fan here. I was upset about that win. Nine to seven. You're hurting me. I'm rooting for Panthers losses every week. I know you are. So that, that, that win hurt. Put a little um, scare into the draft stock. So is anybody else at two wins in the NFL? No, I think no. next is three. Pa- uh, it's like Pats. Patriots and Cardinals maybe. Yeah, Pats have three cardinals have three yeah correct y'all got what four five y'all got five I wins think, i think five yeah. i saw people Man, what are y'all like, doing <laughs> people were excited about the bears game on uh going into sunday yeah it's like you you held out a little bit of hope right it was exciting but you still got the outcome you want for looking for next year so you're still taking the the l's yeah i mean there's no point now wait even the broadcast was really trying to promote the bears in the playoff hunt like they said it like four different times you know if they win out and then if these nine things happen in a row they can be in there um justin fields is he your quarterback next year uh i don't know i keep wanting him to be i i want him to be but i, I just don't think he's doing enough i mean is he i thought he was showing some promise this year to get like bears fans excited at least yeah but i mean he just doesn't do enough i just i don't know I want him to be the guy. I want him to do some things with the picks. Does he know. not do enough throwing? Yeah. Because he does enough running. Right. He just doesn't do enough throwing. And I don't know. It's like you're happy if he has a you know 200-yard passing game. I just feel like he hasn't lit it up like he should. Uh, Jamie, once again, pointing out the camera angle, said Patrick looks like he could step on clip. Like we've got <laughs> that funky... You just look like a giant. Look at your head compared to my head. Yeah. This, uh, video. That might not be all perspective, you know. Who knows? What size hat do you wear? I don't know, actually. I usually try to go for a snapback. But would you uh, Would you like to see if you could fit into this hat? <laughs> yeah, and do a... I mean, it's a seven and a half. I just want to see what it would look like oh, on yeah. your head. Let's line it up. Let's see a... It actually oh, fits man. pretty good. You might be a seven and a half. That is perfect. There's a little snug. Wow. Yeah, but it feels good. Yeah. Know? Oh, nice, really little, your hat size. nice little hug on the old cabeza. Anybody <laughs> wants to get a fitted White Sox hat for P-Mace for Christmas? Seven and a half. Hey, I'm glad we figured that out. Mike P says, <laughs> does P-Mace have a go-to Christmas soup? No, um, you know, I don't know about a Christmas soup specifically, but there's this um, Haitian place I just discovered, and I had some chicken jumu, J-O-U-M-O-U. Never had it before. Um, it's like a soup e kind of thing it was really good spicy yeah it was spicy but that this place just basically sells like these meat pockets and then some soup so uh it was it's really good but yeah chicken jumu i'm probably pronouncing that wrong j-o-u-m-o-u but it was was good i like when places um i watch uh like the gordon ramsay shows and stuff it's awful and he's like he he always tells people like why bloody hell why do you have 45 items on your menu (laughs) yeah just have seven and do it do it right yeah so i like places that know what they do and just throw fastballs and then you don't have to think too much either you go in there you know what you want you know what you like and you get out you don't have to think about it for 20 minutes i would like to see luke larson and uh and gordon ramsay argue what do you mean you don't like my crocodile bloody mate i don't even know if i told you it's like Steve Irwin. 
Did I tell you leaving the uh, South Carolina ECU basketball game, I saw Luke Larson? Oh, really? And he, I got a mate. Hello, mate. He said he gave me a mate. Hey, mate. I was like, Hello, Man, mate. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, that's Luke cool. Larson, mate. Hey, mate. That's good. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, thank you. I got one during uh, football media day last year. You got a mate? Oh, I got a mate. Dang. Have you ever gotten a mate? No, I've never gotten a mate. Too bad. Maybe one day you will. Yeah. He's here for another seven years. <laughs> Gotta play chess with him. <laughs> Look at P-Mate. <laughs> Doing a little word play. <laughs> Throwing in a little uh, little word joke there. Did you get it, Chandler? Yeah. Okay, good. You're over there coughing. <laughs> Chandler and I have been sick. Uh-oh. You guys sharing soup bowls? Is that why you're sitting over there? One spoon. I am, yeah. I'm trying to... Yeah, I told him it might be better. Yeah, stay over there. I am going to sit beside you post game tonight at EC men's basketball. <laughs> That's right. Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from you in that spacious gym. Pirates and Hornets of Delaware State. Delaware State. By the, the way, the in Charlotte my Hornets, book, it has Bethune Cookman's logo as Delaware State. By the way, mm. take a guess at the line if you don't know it. Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, um, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. P-Mace, what do you think? I was high. Seven and a half. You're low. Oh, boy. Twelve. Really? Hmm. I went, uh, I said 16 and a half. Ooh, right there in the middle. Split the difference. Pirates coming off back-to-back losses to SEC opponents. Frustrating losses at that. Man, tough losses. Frustrating losses. But they, I thought they were competitive in them. Watching Florida last night against Michigan. They were doing just about like they were to us, which was just out-rebounding them, oh, yeah. getting second-chance points, going up and getting offensive rebounds. Um, and, and they, they scored, which went to overtime, but they scored over 100 points. And they ended up winning by a pretty good margin. And I saw going into the Florida game, their lowest point total was 70. That was against Virginia, who holds everybody down. But ECU allowed... 70. 70. Yeah. In the loss. Yeah, you see his defense with the past three, three, four games has been pretty good. No one scored at least 80. Which is frustrating. Outside yeah. of that first half of South Carolina where they were just bombing threes. Yep. Which is very frustrating because then you look at the George Mason game and you yeah. look at Northeastern and you look at USC Upstate. And I mean... Just defensive breakdowns. And I, and and I said... I asked, I texted somebody the other night I, or last night and I said, if we beat the... If we go back-to-back wins and uh, beat those SEC teams, are we in the top 25? And they immediately were like, no. Because you look at the losses to Northeastern, USC Upstate. So it would have been even more – I mean, it, you would have wanted to get those wins, of course, but then you look back and go, man, we should have won those games, those USC Upstate games, Northeastern, George Mason. <coughs> Which, I mean, George Mason, we lost by 22 points. So, <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't close. But Pirates trying to get back into the win column tonight against Delaware State. Yeah, win these last two, what would that make your non-conference record? What are we like? Are we 500 or a game over 500? I could easily look it up, but I'm choosing not to. Six and six. Six and five. Yeah, that's just an ugly non-conference record. Yeah, it's not great. Just a whole lot of whole lot of good, a whole lot of bad. I mean, there's some good in there, but you also look at some of those wins. You needed a three-quarter court shot to win one. I mean, it was fun, but yeah, it's, it's kind of been a, a struggle. Pirates are a game over 500. Do we have a good win yet? UNC Wilmington? UNCW. That is the one. Yeah. Do we have a good loss? No. (laughs) I did that just to make you mad. No. And and maybe you could say Florida, but no. I'm saying no. (laughs) What about South Carolina? 
no no home no. court absolutely not beat them last year absolutely rooting tootin not rooting tootin not kenny says does patrick like a good stew <laughs> a stew brunswick maybe yeah I'll, I'll eat some brunswick stew i'm not a big stew guy yeah i just haven't had too many though to be fair you know not often you get stew have yeah you had, have you had gumbo yeah, I have a My brother likes that more than I do. I, I don't like like the mystery seafood kind of stuff in there. Do we know anything about your brother? I don't know. You have a brother? I do. <laughs> Can you say his name? His name is Michael. Michael Mason? Yep. M. Mace. Michael Mason sounds like a serial killer. Michael Mason. Uh, how old is that gentleman? He's um, about two years younger than me. All right. Did he go to Does Iowa? He like soup? No, he went to Eastern Illinois. He's a UPS truck driver. Wait, right did, uh, Tony they make Ro- good money? Yeah, Tony Romo. No, actually, he was there when Garoppolo was there. Jimmy G. Yeah. Tony Romo, Michael Mason. Yep, the big three. Eastern Illinois Panthers. Yeah. Panthers? All right. Well done. Do you have any more questions? Yeah. Do you have any other siblings? Did you answer my... Nope, just is one. he a soup guy? Yeah, he is. He likes soup. I mean, who doesn't like soup? Does he make soup as good as you do? I don't know. I, I'd probably say no. I've Where's he live? My craft. He lives in the right outside of Chicago. Okay. A place called Addison. Like uh, famous brothers, John and Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michael and, and Patrick Mason. That's it. That's your list. <laughs> That's a pretty good list. Because I feel like you were going to name three or four combos. I completely just I forgot. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. The McCordy brothers. Kelsey. McCordy. Kelsey. 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 Travis and Jason Kelsey. There you go. Kelsey. Kelsey. Did I say it right? Kelsey. You put a T in that oh, first man. Kelt C. Kind of like you do Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patrick, do you know anything about ECU's new coming talent for football? We learned a little bit about it this year or this afternoon. Um, I, I guess I was surprised of the 20 coming in just today, you know, not including transfer portal stuff, 18 or high school freshmen. Um, it just seems like they, they like to go that route this time of year. Um, I want to say maybe seven are on, on the line, offensive, defensive. I, I like that. You just, I feel like that's the position you just got to turn the wheel at and hope you get someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, today's Look, a day where everyone's really excited about who's coming in. Go back in the archives. I, I remember. I don't know what year it was, but years and years ago when East Carolina just loaded up on D linemen, I was like, man, some of these guys are going to hit. And that has been a strength of the team uh, these past couple of years. Now we need to do that with O linemen. Just yeah. have one one year where we just sign all offensive linemen. Say somebody, somebody work. <laughs> right. Someone show up, someone get huge, someone block somebody. Uh, but they did, uh, Chandler pointed out the Kendarius Small uh, from the juco route mm-hmm. could come in play right away six five three oh five oh yeah i think there's maybe two juco guys on there um but yeah i mean i don't know i, I like it i mean this is a it's kind of fun to see mike houston smiling up here that you know we didn't see him do much of that throughout the whole year he's excited about the class and i don't know this is a year you know it's like spring training in baseball everyone's pumped everyone feels good and we'll see how it plays out i'm always interested to see what local talent we got and it looks like Tarbro. we might have to get jeff craddock on to talk omarion lewis db 62 190 pounds now i like to see tarbur i like to see a havelock although it hasn't worked out seems like with those guys a lot but those bigger quality schools from around these parts 
yeah, really good coaching. They're always in the state championship game. It's just, you know, 1A. I'm sure it's hard to evaluate what's actually going on there, but, you know, they they always got players. Uh, Patrick, how long are you hanging out? For a little while. I mean, I'll Can be you around. be more specific? Or? I don't know. I'm not like you driving home, so I'm not sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be around. I got nothing to do till that basketball game. All right. That's uh, what I wanted to hear. Because I, I have an interview with Cole Hodge that Ellerby conducted. Uh, can we play that when we return? Yeah. All right. Good. Let's do that. Uh, also, we have to open up the treasure chest. We'll do that next segment as well as we roll on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. My heart is a Christmas tree farm. And so can yours. And then, Patrick, you're going to love this song by the end of the show. <laughs> Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's in downtown Washington is the place to shop this holiday season. Whether it's the great collection of men's suits and sport coats, the beautiful dresses and casual attire for women, or the new collection of barber outerwear for both men and women, Russell's has you covered. Russell's clothing has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for over 40 years, and that adds up to a lot of Christmas smiles. Russell's signature gift wrap is beautiful and free, and they are open late Thursdays till 7 o'clock, right up until Christmas Day. Uh, Russell's clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. So, uh, Billy Godwin stepping down as head coach of UNC Greensboro, former ECU head baseball coach. Uh, So, looks like he said uh, for health reasons, uh, but he will be rejoining the New York Yankees. So, uh, Billy Godwin, great dude. Good luck to him the rest of his baseball career. All right, uh, let's hit an interview. Ellerby conducted an interview with Cole Hodge earlier, the East Carolina incoming quarterback, and uh, he is from Louisville, Kentucky, and some high hopes for him that he can develop into a future Pirate signal caller. Let's hear the one-on-one between Ellerby and Cole Hodge. All right, let's go out to the Pirate Radio live line, and joining us now is the quarterback that is committed to East Carolina University out of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Cole Hodge. Cole, welcome to uh, the Pirate Nation officially. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. How exciting uh, was the moment when you were able to actually put the ink on the paper and uh, become a Pirate? Uh, It was really exciting. Uh, You know, I've I've been waiting for this moment uh, since I committed, so just being officially being a Pirate uh, is really special. I'm part of this group. It's really special, so I'm excited to get down there. 
Walk us through the process, uh, your recruiting process of uh, why ultimately was uh, East Carolina your choice? I mean, you, you picked them early and then uh, stuck with that commitment. Why, what about East Carolina was uh, was it for Cole Hodge that uh, you, you definitely wanted to come to Greenville, North Carolina? Yeah. Um, I always loved Coach Houston ever since they offered me. And so, you know, ECU is always kind of like, I love the coaching staff, but I've been down to see the campus. As soon as I stepped on campus, uh, it hit me. I was like, dang, man, this place is awesome. It's kind of a hidden gem. It feels like a Power Five um, school, like an, an environment. The fan base is awesome. It's a college town. Um, they care about football, and so just you know, on, on my first visit, I was like, "Wow, this is this is special." And then going going back to my first home game, you know, seeing the the crowd um, live and seeing the atmosphere live of Dowdy Sippen Stadium was really cool. And so I was just like, "Man, this is this is where I got to be playing for these this, these fans and um, these coaches." Cole Hodge, our special guest. Uh, Cole, uh, you've had a lot of success in high school as as a football quarterback. Uh, you were the mm-hmm. recently the MVP of the uh, state championship game. You you led your team the last two years to back to back state championships. So uh, you you you've had you've had a good run in your in your high school career. I guess you're hoping that will roll right over into your college career as well. For sure, yeah. Um, I'm just excited to get you know, be a part of this team. I want to help this team any way I can. You know. Whether that's on the field or off the field, you know, stand after with guys. Just I want to help this team, you know, be successful and uh, these coaches. One of your favorite targets uh, was your brother Connor. He's already committed to East yep. Carolina, but but he's going to have to come a year later because he's uh, he's just a junior right now. Uh, how excited is your brother uh, for you at this moment, and how excited is he to to get to Greenville next year? We're both really excited. Um, ever since we committed, you know, I was always a plan to play together, and um, you know, finally doing that at ECU, I couldn't think of a better place, you know, to play together, and so. Um, he had a great year this year. He, he balled out for us. You know, a big part of the, the championship this year and last year um, was him. So on the defense and offensive side of the ball, you know, he was he was a killer this year. So he had a great year, and I'm looking forward to uh, being in Greenville with him. Pretty special to have a, a brother duo play football together. Uh, did, did Connor ever have the, the itch to want to play quarterback like his big brother, or was he wide receiver his position the whole time? Um, so in Little League, he would play quarterback. The age group's we're kind of different. So when I'd play by my own, he would, he would play quarterback and we play together. I would play quarterback. And so it's always kind of been, um, you know, him switching from receiver. If he's playing with me, if he's not playing with me, he's playing quarterback. So I think he's playing quarterback next year uh, for high school. So that's what they want him to play. And so he can play both, but uh, he's a better receiver. He's, he's electric receiver. Um, he's very athletic and um, he has a great football IQ. Cole, you're coming here as a quarterback. Uh, obviously, East Carolina's had a lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. John David Baker, uh, how do you feel about uh, John David Baker and, and the conversations you've had with him about the offense he kind of wants to run here at East Carolina? How does that fit with you? Oh, I feel great, man. I'm really excited about him. Um, you know, after the first conversation with him, I never blinked. Um, I was like, let's go. Um, he has great energy. He comes from a great place. I think the the whole fan base and everyone around the uh, program is really excited about him, and they should be. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about this you know up tempo offense. You know, putting points on the board, um, and so I'm really excited about him. He's he's a great dude, and uh, I think it's going to translate on the field. What what was it that he said to you that that, that sparks begin to fly when you when you heard John David Baker talk to you? I think it's just his energy and his passion on the phone. You can just tell that he's a passionate guy, and you know he's a great coach. Um, just his background playing quarterback and then um, his background from Ole Miss, you know, talking about the offense and what he has in store um, for ECU. It was just, 
you know, all of it was, was really exciting. You know, obviously I trust Coach Houston to make that um, decision. Uh, I love Coach Houston, so, you know, whatever he says goes, and, um, you know, I fully believe in his decision. What has uh, Coach Houston been telling you? Obviously, it was a tough year for the Pirates, and uh, they want to get back to bowl games and, and winning and competing for championships. What was uh, what was his message to you uh, during the season and uh, right before committing to East Carolina again? Yeah, um, we stayed in contact. You know, I told him the whole year, like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, bad years happen. Um, they lost a lot last year um, on both sides of the ball. So I told him I'm not going anywhere. I, I fully support him. I know he's a good coach. You know, he's he's proven it, and so I just told him, you know, I was just texting good luck. You know, he, he's he's a great guy, um, and so I fully believe in him and what he has. You know, he's he's proven himself, and so you know, just one year, and I told him I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm excited to play for Pirate Nation. Cole, uh, are you going to be enrolling early in in January, or will you be coming in in the summer? I'll be there in June. My school, I go to private school, so my school will not let me uh, graduate early. I got you. And then uh, you've had a pretty good quarterback coach uh, at your high school uh, during your high school career there, a guy named Chris Redman that had a lot of success at Louisville, uh, was on a Super Bowl winning team with the the Ravens. Uh, How has he uh, played a role in your development as a quarterback and as a football player? He's played a huge role. He's taught me everything I know. Um, And Hunter Cantwell is our head coach as well. He played um, in the NFL quarterback. So I have two NFL, former NFL quarterbacks um, on staff. And so learn from them. Um, I'm extremely hard worker, so staying after with them, you know, meet with them. I throw with them at 6 a.m. Um, in the morning for school in the offseason. So just what, what they've done for me and my development, you know, is huge. And um, I'm very thankful for them. You know, they have families, but they, they spend their time with me and, um, you know, away from their families. So I'm very, I'm very thankful for them, and they're great coaches and, more importantly, great people. Cole, what uh, what will you be working on uh, between now and when you report to Greenville next summer? What what are what are some of like your off season workouts? Is it, are there any other sports you're going to be playing, or are you just going to be focused on football? Yeah, I'm playing basketball right now, so just playing basketball. Um, you know, staying in shape, and then uh, obviously lifting. You know, just getting ready for college football. Awesome. Well, Cole, uh, congratulations on, on signing with East Carolina. I uh, know you came by the Pirate Radio tailgate zone with your family, and it, it was fun to meet you and your brother and and uh, your mom and dad. And I know uh, your parents are, are excited, and I guess uh, they'll be figuring out a way how to watch uh, high school football with your brother and then uh, getting down to Greenville next fall. So uh, it should be a lot of fun for, sure. for the Hodge family, as a, a lot of football is going to be in a couple of different places for the first time uh, in a long time. But uh, they'll be reunited soon, I guess, when your brother gets here in another year yes sir we're excited we're excited well cole have a have a great uh spring and uh, we'll see you down here when you get here this summer yes sir appreciate you having me go pirates Cole World, Cole Hodge joining Ellerby. Uh, one-on-one interview there. He is fired up, ready to go uh, to come here. And, and he mentioned excited to play in East Carolina's offense, an offense we haven't even seen yet, Patrick. Um, but I know Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, spent time recruiting him, Mike Houston, other coaches. But uh, pretty seamless transition going from uh, Donnie Kay to John David Baker and sounds like he's excited to see what JDB can bring to this team and to this offense and he's ready to take advantage of that. Yeah, that's right. And we'll just, like you said, we haven't even seen this offense yet and it seems like a lot of people are excited to play in it. Um, and so far, I think the new OC is kind of a Twitter star. I feel yeah. like everyone's loving what he's putting out there. He's putting out a good vibe. So, um, And I even asked Mike Houston about that today, just how the assistant coaches you know, kind of solidified these bonds of 
um, all the, the recruiters, or uh, sorry, all the recruits. And um, yeah, so, I mean, so far, so good. All right, let's uh, take a break as we do. Let's open up the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. We've got two prizes left in the chest. You will win a $100 gift card to Chico's or a $50 gift card to Aiden Golf and Country Club and Farm Bureau Golf Swag from Brandon Manning. Which prize will you win and who will be our winner? We'll find out when we return caller number 12 right now. We'll have Patrick Mason pick out your prize and let you know what you won. So a prize on top of the prize. Caller 12 is a winner right now. 317-1250. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead and skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TV so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly Jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, uh, David Lee was on the show on Tuesday. Sorry that I missed it, uh, but he did leave me a book. Marvin, a Greenville legend, a book about Marvin Jarman. Patrick, you are a scribe. Uh, you ever thought about writing a book? Uh, it has crossed my mind. What would be the topic? I don't know. I think I would actually end up writing a fiction book. Ah, okay. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. All right, get back to me yeah. with that. We'll, we'll ask it, you next it'd, year. It'd be a big undertaking. If you ever listen to anyone who talked about writing a book, it just sounds like an awful process. Yeah. Well, you got to learn how to play the guitar first. Yeah, that's right. I already got my, my New Year's resolution planned out. All right, uh, Shirley, we went to the Pirate Radio Live line, and we found a winner. Who is our winner? Blake Saunders. Blake Saunders is our winner. Hello, Blake. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Congratulations. Uh, Blake, uh, tell us about yourself. Um, so I, uh, I went to ECU. Um, my dad actually played at ECU back in the 80s. Uh, my mom graduated from ECU. Now my sister's graduated from uh, ECU. So I grew, grew up in New Bern. Um, everybody, kind of a family affair, kind of, kind of born into it. So uh, obviously still a big fan awesome all right a family full of pirates so your dad's probably your all-time favorite pirate who's your uh second favorite all-time favorite pirate man i'm i'm, I'm pretty terrible at picking favorites i, I maybe may have to go dustin hardy just because he's you know kind of kind of a local kid i was there when uh they released the banner when he broke the record that was pretty cool yeah so i'll go i'll go justin hardy all right good deal uh blake have you ever won out of the treasure chest before so Yes and no. Uh, I, I guess I haven't ever won directly, so I don't. I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but uh, my wife called on my behalf the last, so not last year, but the last day of um, the treasure chest two years ago. Um, 
and uh, she was the, I think she was the fun accountant, as I believe what you guys uh, called her. Okay. Um, we had our first child on the way, and I remember. Yeah. It was uh, I think Troy was that Troy and Bryce were were both on the show, and I remember uh, Troy asking if she was going to bring uh, if there's any chance we were making it to the the state game that year, and she said no, it's too hot. There's no way August, you know, whatever, and. Um, I actually ended up striking a deal. I'm, I'm proud to say we we struck a deal that she said if we could get them in the uh, um, the in the in the tower or something, get them in you know in, inside as long as indoors was air conditioned, we could we could we could go. So to say that was the first game. I really wish uh, really wish he you know we could have could have pulled it out. But she, wow. she was a uh, she's a state fan, so uh, I think Sad Moore was pretty unhappy that she won, even though she was calling on my behalf because I was tied up at work. You know she. He, he was upset about it, and um, you know, would have been cool to, to to pull that one out for sure. Okay, I, I do uh, recall that call now that you mentioned it. All right, uh, Blake, we got two prizes left. Can we get the uh, envelope in here to Patrick so he can read uh, what prize Blake wins? It will either be a one hundred dollar gift card to Chico's or a fifty dollar gift card to aiden golf and country club and farm bureau golf swag from brandon manning uh blake do you play golf i i do that has actually been believe it or not i, I so i've been caller 10 twice uh, and i was caller 11 two days in a row mm. uh the past two days in a row i've had my eye on that golf like that's the number one for me the golf the golf swag pack has been uh okay number one since day one so i'm like anxiously you know watching every day like don't let that one leave so crossing my fingers it could be meant to be now it's all up to patrick mason's fingers all right so i just reach in and pull it out yeah huh? uh like simple as that two. all right hopefully i can help you out will you make blake happy or will you no have pressure patrick. a miserable christmas for blake saunders right. come on i grabbed one win-win here we, we go unfold and let's see what his prize is $50 gift card to Aiden Golf and Country Club and Farm Bureau Golf Swag Package. Let's go. Let's go. boy. Dreams come true. I was, I was true. for you, man. I was rooting for you. Radio Live. How about that? Blake, that might have been our first shot call of the uh That's of pretty the year. good. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't know that I was really uh, trying to call my shot. It was just, you know, wishful thinking, but uh, um, I'll take it either way. All right. Tell your wife we said hello. <laughs> I'll, I will do it. <laughs> All right, Blake. Thanks for listening. Congratulations, man. Ellerby will get up with you and tell you how you can redeem your prize. Thank you so much. All right, man. There is Blake Saunders, our winner today on the 2023 Treasure, che- Treasure Chest. Somebody's going to win a great prize tomorrow. A $100 gift card to Chico's is going to go to caller number 12 on Thursday's show. So there you go. Yeah, you couldn't really miss either one. Yep. What if there's like eight prizes left? In there? <laughs> right. Let me look just to make sure. Up, oh, I see one. There's still one in there, huh? I see one prize remaining. One ticket. Somebody is gonna get uh, a hungry pirate or shrimp tacos. Several. Or something great at mm. Chico's tomorrow. All right. Um, P Mace basketball trying to bounce back tonight. They're double digit favorites taking on a team you should beat uh thoughts on tonight what do you want to see from the parts i want to see him get out to a lead and hang on to it i don't like this uh you know fighting back having to come out of halftime and you know get this roaring comeback and i say just get out in front and get some distance and keep it that's a, what i want to see. a wire to wire win would yeah. be nice and just look easy confident. look yeah. good yeah have we seen that this year 
I don't think we have. It's not too often, you know. I mean, Ferrum. Yeah, Ferrum. Campbell. Really do we? Yeah, like Campbell. We yeah. dominated. Yeah. But they have been few and far between. Where you kind of struggle through the first half, you make a run. That's kind of been the script. I'm with you. I want to see. Uh, and you know what else I want to see? I want to see Sear Malanga come out and show us something again. What a great <laughs> game he had against Florida. He was my uh, my eye opener during that Florida game. Yeah, the Sear Malanga come out game. I think he only had four points, four rebounds, but was very active. He's finding his way each time he gets more more minutes each game. I mean, I think he's he's finding his way. Those first couple of games, you know, he's kind of like, all right, you know, what what's the speed like? These guys are pretty big out here, you know, just like I am. And I think he's getting his getting his groove because yeah, he's playing good. You know what else he did in that Florida game that really doesn't show up in the stat sheet? The tip outs and like you know tipping the ball and and helping get rebounds and stuff like that. They just need he's a guy all over with the size place like that. You know, they just need a guy like that to to play well. Because it's a weird rebounding team. Like, I feel like the rebounds don't come from traditional places. It's like R.J. Felton screaming in from the wing to get a rebound. Well, uh, last year, the one thing Javon Small did well was rebound Mm -hmm. from the guard position. Yeah, and that's where a lot of these rebounds are coming from. I know Brandon pulls down a lot, but, you know, Ezra's not like a rebounding monster. Yeah. You know, it just comes from different spots. So, yeah, if you can get Sear in there, give you some good minutes, that's huge. Uh, Stan says congratulations blake on the golf package we love our golf course at aiden golf and country club there you go stay in the man stan briggs stan briggs so we gain and talked to gain in a while god you talked to gain another lately? former intern i have not talked to gain i know he's suffering through a i uh, feel like i saw gain a somewhere. sad steelers football season mm. yeah. there's a lot of suffering nfl fans this year uh, overall it's been it's just it's ugly like, it's just like a muck of teams that are yeah. just not good uh let's take a quick look at the playoff standing shirley can you give me like some nfl primetime or something some kind of nfl music uh the baltimore ravens on top of the afc one game ahead of the miami dolphins who what's that record the uh, ravens 11 and 3 dolphins 10 and 4 Ooh, okay chiefs sitting right now at nine and five the jaguars right now are the south champion same record though as the texans but the jags would be the four seed the five seed would be the cleveland browns and joe flacco mm. he six can still seed, throw a pretty football six seed cincinnati Bengals with jake browning seven seed indianapolis colts with gardner Minshew. quarterback injuries yeah. and then still alive you've got the texans and of course the buffalo bills sitting right there steelers are seven and seven broncos seven and seven in the nfc Niners would be the top seed, eleven and three. Niners. Dallas is ten and four. They have the same record as the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles right now will be the five behind Detroit and Tampa Bay. Six seed would be Minnesota mm. with whoever the hell their quarterback is, and the seven seed would be the Rams. Same question. I did have the Rams making the playoffs this year. Oof. Nobody wanted to believe it, <laughs> but I had it man uh seahawks at seven and seven the aints are also at seven and seven in the nfc so there are just very few really good teams yeah everyone else is around 500 
It's just not great. Even like like the Bears played the Browns last week. And Joe Flacco's a million years old out there. He's got his gray beard. He's walking around like a statue. But he could still throw a really pretty football down the field. It was fun to watch. But, man, even him, it's like he's just, you know, finding some old veteran craftiness to will the Browns to, to victory. It's just it's weird. Uh, Kenny has an idea for your book. Now, maybe you can do your, your fiction idea. But he's got an idea. The, he's got the title of it. It's called The World is Better with Soup. Hey. And I like that because you can go around to different parts of the country, different parts of the world. That's right. And try locale soups. It could be like uh, you know, like those food food shows. Yeah. Just go over here and try some soup in this little nook or this, you know. I like it. I'm a fan. I like that. Uh, Kenny also wants to make a bet. Surely. Are you interested in betting on Dolphins Cowboys? And he has what it would be on the line. Would you like to hear that? Yes, let me hear that first. A dozen donuts on the line. Dozen donuts on the line. Speaking of lines, what is the line for Dallas and Miami? Here's the problem. The entire offensive line didn't even practice today. They the Dolphins have got some injury issues. Um I mean, I'll take the bet. The bet is on. Dozen donuts. Dolphins right now, one and a half point favorite over Dallas on Sunday. All right, P Mace, we'll let you run. All right. Enjoy the game. We'll check out your recap. Pages of the Daily Reflector, online reflector.com. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks, you too. And tell uh, Michael we said hello. Yeah, let's hope for snow. I want snow. Give me some snow. Are you going to be here? Yeah, I'll be here. So <laughs> I want some snow. All right. P Mace, hoping for some Christmas snow. Yep. A white Christmas. Take a break. Come back. Wrap it up on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You made this a Christmas to remember. Springtime feelings in the middle of December. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, the Dow was down 475 points and finished the day today 30 at 37,082. The NASDAQ was down 225 points at 14,777, and the S&P was also down 70 points at 4,698. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells uh, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, East Carolina, Delaware State tonight. Pirates 12-point favorite. Over the Hornets and some other great games going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Including North Carolina and Oklahoma. Seton Hall hosting UConn. Do we have any bowl games tonight? Because we're just scrapping uh, 40 bowls in 14 days due to the sickness. Let's see. We've got no action tonight. Thursday, 
south florida and syracuse in the boca raton bowl and uh you've got a game friday and then a full slate coming up on saturday so bowl action will resume coming up on thursday night all right um all right made it through this three hours it's a good test today looking forward to one more show coming up on thursday and uh hopefully talking to another future east carolina quarterback more on that uh if we can lock that down coming up on thursday's edition of pirate radio live john you going out to mingy's i'll be out there all right east carolina trying to bounce back after a couple of losses yeah need a win need to get uh these next two wins before we head into conference play because we got a big one as we start conference play with top or our uh top 15 ranked fau owls might have to watch party that one i know what do you think i'm down with it i'm always down for a watch party a basketball watch party yeah but got it you down let's see uh what is it it's on a tuesday night might save it for a weekend yeah well pirates play tonight and then they'll have about a week and a half off until they play next friday night east tennessee state a rare friday night in Menji's coliseum and then the next day know what that is yeah december 30th oh east carolina south carolina women's hoops yep big game and uh you want to go watch that game i want my feet to be on wood well guess what your feet will be touching wood because we'll be courtside courtside crew back at it again all right thank y'all for tuning in today we'll see you thursday three o'clock all new edition of pirate radio live for shirley chon the crew here i am clip rock jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation